The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Corey, I couldn't help but notice that you're wearing a shirt. I try to whenever possible. Uh, there were laws passed. What are the odds that you wear a shirt every day of your life? Almost forty percent. At a boy. Well, let me let me tell you about a little uh, sales bonanza we got going here. We got some friends. These uh, these friends got some codes. Go visit our friends uh, at the Hate. That's the. If you can't spell the, go back to school. Hate H V I I I dot com. Use the code HPG fifteen get fifteen percent off your order. And if your tits still require more fabric. Go to status. I need to double up. You got to double, double. You never have too much tit fabric. Go to statusforyourmerch.com, use the code TERROR, and, uh, and get you some sweet discounts there. Episode 89 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Engorged Prostate Scott. What? It's, I don't know. I, it, we're, I talking, talk, we're talking about prostate I sent you those photos in confidence. I don't understand why you always have to talk about my private business <laughs> on the air, unless there's a medical a professional here in the audience, <laughs> in which case, please call me. I need help. Uh, well, that escalated quickly. Um... <laughs> If you're, you're curious as to how we could get weirder than the last time. Well, it, that's it. It already did. Yeah, we're just <laughs> we're less than a minute in, already prostate. All right. Uh, this week we're joined by uh, creator of our, for our, Corey and my uh, favorite news site, and the executive producer behind Friday the 13th, The Game, which will be coming out this coming Friday, Friday, May 26th. Um, I got a bone to pick with you about that date, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> our, our good friends Melissa Ann from Horror Geek Life and uh, Randy Greenback from Gun Media. How are you guys? We're good. I'm doing pretty good. I can answer for myself. <laughs> That's true. That's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. Yeah, I was telling Melissa that uh, I waited and waited for a release date after you d- didn't tell me when it oh. was. And uh, I, we close on a new house <laughs> on Friday, so I'll get to play it sometime next month. Oh, no. Uh, well... It'll be there when you when you get back to it. You oh, know? That's true. It's it's like a long lost girlfriend. A long uh, I might I might wind up playing it when in Matt's stead because I showed my wife the seventeen minute preview of it last night after we were watching the first of our reviews for today, and she just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And she's not a gamer, but she's just like, I need to play Jason so I can kill some motherfuckers. I feel like 17 <laughs> minutes is the longest you've ever lasted with your wife, so I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> definitely the longest I've kept her interest. <laughs> it helps when she's not looking directly at me. So um, speaking of duration, uh, we watched the uh, HBO documentary called uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest. It's about this uh, gypsy rose girl whose mom, like, convinced her she was younger than she was and gave her all these drugs and basically the girl went batshit crazy and murdered her mom 
So as you do. Yeah, yeah, that's the the short end of it. And uh she was this gypsy girl was talking with a guy from Wisconsin of all places go figure. And uh, they were showing that he had previously been arrested for watching pornography and masturbating in a McDonald's for nine hours. And I'm like, I, who needs that? I need 45 seconds. Nine <laughs> hours. Nine hours. That's that's raw. That's raw. <laughs> Full day's work. Choking a Twizzler. That is like two times for me because I just cannot get that refractory period down. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Especially if there's McNuggets on hand. I, all right, I, I got to put all these dick comments on hold so uh, Melissa and Randy can explain what they do for anyone that doesn't know who they are. And in that case, you should get out from underneath the rock that you live under. So you guys can fight out for whoever wants to go first. I'll let Randy go. Oh, no, I'm on the spot. Uh, what do I do? I guess I make video games. Uh, I've been making video games for about 23 years. Um, currently working on Friday the 13th. The game uh, comes out soon and uh, just having a blast, just uh, getting prepped been working a lot of long hours with the team and just uh excited to have it finally get in the hands of players and having people like get to be jason finally after all these years everybody's been pining for the game with jason so and if i remember correctly you are here to strictly talk about battle slots right no friday the <laughs> oh. questions at all. <laughs> yeah it's, it's all battle slots tonight <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no, no no friday the 13th that's the next one up to bat no very true melissa now it's your turn uh, I run horrorgeeklife.com, and we cover uh, everything for the horror genre, geek culture, and gaming. And um, we are, of course, really excited about Friday 13th, the game. And uh, we've been covering it a lot. We'll be doing a lot of play sessions. Uh, several of our of our reviewers will be doing different play sessions, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, we've just been busy, busy this month covering a lot of conventions, and we have another convention coming up this weekend that I will be covering, uh, which will be exciting because I get to see Randy and the gang again. Um, so yeah, there'll be famous monsters convention this weekend. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, Dallas. In Dallas. Thank you both for coming to hang out again. It's always fun. Huge pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having us. For having yeah. Me. Did Dustin Diamond get back to you yet? He did not. <laughs> uh, I was a little upset. You know, I feel like we're we're basically bumfuck Egypt bros, and he just doesn't want to hang out. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly, not, still. It's clearly not just because in jail. He he was on TV not that long ago. Just because you don't see Dustin Diamond doesn't mean he's not there. I think there's a Dustin Diamond, a, a, a Dustin little bit of him in all of us. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm looking in my backyard, and I just imagine that I'm gonna see him like peek through the bushes. It's gonna be like fucking screech. I, I believe that he will peek through the bushes into your backyard at any point in time. It's a Dustin Diamond you don't see that you need to be afraid of. <laughs> That's how he gets you. Um, all right, let's get, I'm get a little housekeeping out of the way, and then we'll uh, bombard Randy with some questions, and then we'll do some news, and then we'll talk about these movies. Uh, for more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with us on our Slack channel during our shows at gncast.com slash sign up. And uh, while you're over there, subscribe to our newsletter as well. Um, before the questions, we have this new patented little thing I do called uh, What What You Drinking? So, Randy, Melissa is our guest. You guys get to go first. I probably should have warned you because my guess is you have nothing or water. Uh, I'm drinking unsweet tea. Oh, God. It's exciting. Yeah. Oh that is normally my go-to. Yep. Unsweet tea? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if Randy is not drinking LaCroix, I think everyone is just going to uh, pass out. 
Well, uh, I am actually drinking Kiwi Watermelon LaCroix. It's naturally essence sparkling <laughs> water. It's, it's, Thank God uh, I felt a little woozy. <laughs> zero sweeteners, zero sodium, innocent and pure. It's hydration are you, elevated. Are you reading that or are you just saying it? I, can hear I say that a lot. <laughs> oh my I'm, a, I'm a LaCroix influencer. Oh boy. Um, and he always has to explain himself to people. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> How is that? Uh, I've never had that, the Kiwi one. You've really. never had that? Are you crazy? Yes, a little bit. It's yeah. refreshing. It's it's wonderful. I it's know. it's water elevated. I generally get um, what is it? Ice Mountain sparkling watermelon lime. That's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's ninety nine cents in my local grocer, so it's a sales <laughs> bonanza. I am not a fan of Lacroix. I am not. I tried. Uh, no. It took me a while. Like un- until a year ago, um, I never really drank it. I thought seltzer water was disgusting. Yeah, it really it's it's something that you have to kind of get to get used to. It grows on you. Yeah, yeah. It grows in you. It grows in you. <laughs> ah, you drink Lacroix and then a little alien grows inside of you. It'll make you powerful. Increases <laughs> um, your IQ. Wow, holy shit, uh, Corey! I assume you're drinking Lipton iced tea. I have it on backup, but I'm actually drinking an IBC Black Cherry Cola. Fuck yeah! I, I bought it by mistake. Oh. I thought it was root beer when I grabbed it. It's, it's really not bad though. I've been I've been hugely into this uh, gelato from a company called Talenti. I almost sent you a picture that, when I was at the grocery that's store. That's good. Oh god, that stuff is amazing, yeah, and they good. have black cherry flavor that is that is my world right now. And so I I saw that I still had this sitting on the on the table. I'm like, oh, I should finally try that. It's black cherry. It can't be that bad if that's all I'm eating at the moment. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm checking out of a Wonder Woman glass because I'm a man. I actually have that same glass, but it's already packed away in a box. So, um, all right. At least Corey stepped up his game a little bit. Uh, this week I have uh, it's a it's a dose. It's called Dose Ghost from Pipeworks on in Chicago. It is a goes if you're into that kind of thing. Um, it's made with orange lime and sea salt. And when things wow. need to get a little weird, I got this uh, this bad mama jamma called the Beast. It is a Grand Cru that is oak aged. I'm. It's sixteen point eight percent. So my shirt's coming off later, guys. I have got to bring something cooler than unsweet iced tea next time. Sorry, I. A listener requested that I actually talk about the beer that I'm drinking, and I've been really shitty in like warning people, like, "Hey, by the way, I have a, a beer purchasing problem, and I drink them while I record podcasts." <laughs> um. My wife didn't realize how bad it was until I started moving the boxes of beer out of our basement to move to uh, her parents so that they're not in the garage. And I think it was when I pulled out box number nine that she was like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? That's that. I really want to see you do some sort of stained glass window thing for your new home that is made out of recycled beer bottles, like all the different kinds. Well, they have those, I think that would be amazing. They have those like U.S. maps that are beer caps. So I'm going to do the beer cap for the location of the brewery. Um, we're gonna, we'll start there, and then we'll see about a stained glass window. Enough about me, though. Let's, uh, let's talk about Randy. What? Let's talk about you. <laughs> let's talk oh. to you and about you. You want me to go away while this happens? No one is here. <laughs> no, no so, here. Randy, what's the length of your inseam? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't even know. Nipple to nipple in centimeters, how long? Want to find out? <laughs> in centimeters? I'm <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Fuck you and your metrics. I know that, obviously. 
These are the questions people really want to know. Yeah, these are the, all <laughs> these the questions are in the chat questions. are just about your nipple length. <laughs> That's yeah, it's a little weird, uh, but whatever, you know. Isn't that why you came here? You didn't, didn't come here for things not to get weird. Yeah. Right. No, 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 I kind of kind of expected you to be a little bit weird, but but uh, I'm but yeah, this is going up to eleven. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm a little whippy. We go six to midnight these days. There's no fucking around. Uh, let's hammer through some of these uh, Friday the Thirteenth questions for you, and then as they keep coming in, we'll circle back. But um, the first one we got is when did they approach you to give you the licensing for Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, so basically, we had uh, done our uh, we had we had. Uh, done our announcement of Slasher Volume 1 Summer Camp, which was an homage to Friday the 13th. This is basically the game we're making now without Jason, right? Um, took place at a place kind of like Summer, uh, kind of like Camp Crystal Lake, but, uh, and it has very similar gameplay to what we have in the game today for launch uh, on Friday. But, um, but basically, after we announced, we started getting a lot of press and a lot of buzz building around the game. We made some key announcements that, you know, Tom Savini, Harry Manfredini and uh, Kane Hodder were on board with us already. So we were already the most legit homage to Friday the 13th that you could be. And next thing you know, uh, we start hearing some, uh, you know, hearing hearing that there might be somebody out there that wants to talk to us. And then next thing you know, uh, we get reached out to by Sean Cunningham, the original director of Friday the 13th. And, uh, and he, he has the license and he's like, hey, I, we, we like what you're doing. Uh, this is the kind of game we've always wanted to make ourselves. We just never had the chance. And uh, and here, would you like to have the license? And, you know, what do you say to that? We're like, wait a second. What kind of strings are attached here? They're like, nothing. We just want to give, it, give you the license. All, all, all boats, you know, rise with the tide. So it's like, well, because <laughs> at the time they had a movie coming out and everything was kind of, uh, kind of rippling back up. So... We're like, hell yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, next question is, uh, what if you get enough money and you get to do Pamela Voorhees? How would that work? Um, I mean, we, we, we initially had her in as a stretch goal when we did our Kickstarter. Uh, that was one of the stretch goals that we had. And we were, we knew we would have to go ahead and record all all special kills for her, all the different uh, movesets would all be a completely original. But uh, she would have worked uh, a little more stealthy. She would have had to sneak around. I mean, she's not as big and as burly as Jason uh, in the subsequent films. So uh, she would have been a lot more sneaky. So I guess a question I have is, is there any talk or plans to add her down the road? As, dare I say, DLC? Um... That was one of the higher end uh, stretch goals for a reason because yeah. we'd have to do a whole complete new move set and and a lot of VO around her and whatnot. And yeah, it's uh, not the same as skinning some, there. Yeah, major. Yeah, ma- yeah. She's she's also dead. You know, she passed away. Uh, you know, rest in peace. But um, hmm. but uh, yeah. We, we just at this point, like, there's lots of other things that we would probably go after first. Um, it's not like it's it would be completely off the table. I mean, everybody's everybody ha- was very psyched to hit you know about the idea uh, back in the day, so um, it could come back up. But uh, lately, we've been talking about other things. But but right now, uh, I mean, all we can do is focus on getting the game done and out and uh, in everybody's hands. And we know we're going to be updating it, so it's just uh, a matter of uh, getting it out the door, and then we're going to start figuring out exactly uh, where we're going next. Awesome. 
what is your favorite Jason to play uh, in the game? Uh, me, uh, like for a while, it, w- uh, it was part three and then part two. And then uh, we got uh, knife throwing in the game with part six. And uh, that became my favorite for a long time. But I went back and I started playing part three again just because he's, you know, in part two and three, he, Jason actually runs, right? So I kind of like the fact that I can be this, uh, this lumbering menace, this brute <laughs> that just comes <laughs> rushing at people a little bit faster than the other Jasons. And, uh, and, and it just, it's, it's like, I like putting pressure on people, making them scared. I'm right there, right in front of them and like taking away the space between us, you know? So I, so I wrap my hand around the throat. Oh, fair <laughs> uh, will there be a private match in Friday the 13th? Yes, definitely. Definitely. There's private matches. There's public matches. So we have dedicated servers. So you can just uh, click online, um, go ahead and start searching for a quick match. Um, that works. Uh, but you can also get your friends together and invite them into a private match. And in a private match, the one thing, one of the things that we do is we let you decide who's going to be Jason. So in the public matches, it's, it's pretty fair, you know, uh, you're Everybody's going to get a chance to be Jason if you hang out in the lobby long enough and keep playing game after game after game. But uh, in private, um, if one person just wants to be Jason the whole time, or you know, you want to say the the last person to die gets to be Jason, um, or the or, or the first person to escape gets to be Jason, you can come up with your own rules and decide. So, and that's one thing I do want to commend you on um, having played uh, Dead by Daylight. And then the beta for your game is that I liked that in a public match, it's random who's Jason. It allows games to start quicker, whereas Dead by Daylight, you pick that you want to be the killer, and then you sit and wait for 40 fucking minutes to play. <laughs> yeah. Personal tip there. <laughs> uh, next question we have everybody, is... Everybody, everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, because everybody wants to be the killer, right? No, that's I mean... true. That's true. Not me. I prefer Counselor. One of the rare. You would. I mean, I prefer to get Counselor as well, just because it's it's more tense. Like, I love I love alternating, going back and forth between Jason and the Counselors, but playing as the Counselor, that's the that's the feeling you get watching the movies. You know, you're scared. You're you're in the moment. You're kind of sucked in. And uh, the playing as Jason's like a like a like a power fantasy playing out. Let's do something about the team play. The whole time playing beta, I mean, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I mean, just nonstop. I was freaking out. I hate to be chased, and but it was so much fun. So, yeah, counselor. Um, I actually have a question now that we're kind of on topic. Do you know if, if it'll be available on, what is it, Xbox anywhere? So, like, you can play it on PC, but you can play with people on Xbox? Do you know if you guys got that figured out? Um, I... I I don't. I, I think it's just Xbox One at the moment. Okay, and I don't know um, how that all works on the back end. So you may need to be like b- big dick Willie in the video game business for them to even consider it. I just figured I'd ask. I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We're we didn't uh, do any of the. That's probably an option that you can add on uh, when you're going through the cert process. But you know, being that we wanted to get the game out as quickly as possible, we didn't want to add more stumbling blocks in our way. So um, that's something that we didn't really uh, go after. I don't think. Fair enough. Um, how long have you guys been working on the game? Oh man, I mean, <clears throat> being that it started as a whole another game entirely, and we've, you know, all, everybody on the gun team has had ideas similar to this in the past that, you know, maybe we pitched and it just wasn't time to, you know, have a game like this greenlit. You know, if you remember like back in the 90s, like Night Trap and a whole bunch of other games yeah. that, uh, 
and Manhunt in the early 2000s like caught everybody's eye, and it was they were just like lightning rods, and uh, like like politicians were, were swarming to kind of ban video games both times those games kind of popped up, and uh, so so there really wasn't a, a climate to release a game like this uh, before, but but this time we were winding down a, a project and we were trying to decide what we we're going to do. And I know Ronnie and Wes had always been talking about themselves between them, talking about doing this game. You know, we all, we've all had similar ideas, but th at this point in time, we were like, why has there not been a slasher game made? You know, and, and I was inherently fascinated with asymmetrical multiplayer games um, while I was working at Red Storm uh, prior to joining up with Gun Media. And, um, and we just started talking about, wouldn't it be cool to play as a game where you can be adjacent against multiple counselors and you had these kind of goals that were, you know, asymmetrical and not everybody has to survive. There really is, it, games can end with, you know, everybody winning, nobody winning, some mix, uh, but everybody has fun. And, and, uh, and we just kind of started it up and, and started uh, working on it. So it's been a while since, since we started, I would say, um, man, three, three and a half years since we started talking about it, like officially talking about summer camp. That's actually not terrible. You know, I'm, uh, there was a, a Kickstarter, I think it was Kickstarter, in 2012 for the Space Venture. The, the, the two dudes, the two guys from Andromeda are redoing basically Space Quest, but not Space Quest. Game's still not out, and that's five plus years that they've been talking about it, so. Good. Oh yeah, and, and I mean, just just since our Kickstarter, it hasn't even been two years yet. So like, so somebody was telling us uh, that we're actually one of the fastest uh, games to come out from Kickstarter that funded at the levels we funded. And that's so awesome. that's like, that's amazing for the budget that we had mm -hmm. and the small team size that we had. Mm -hmm. uh, non Friday the Thirteenth related question: What's your favorite pizza topping? <laughs> My favorite. My favorite I'm, I just want to know what your favorite here. pizza topping is. Uh, uh, sausage. All right, I'm gonna leave that one alone. Uh, what What was summer camp gonna I, be? I lobbed it to you. I lobbed it to you. And you oh, I know. Say, I know. Self control <laughs> is immense. Yeah, all I could think of was the scene from Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy and the pizza. Oh. My favorite pizza topping is the souls of the young. All right. So, so actually, it's onions. <laughs> really? Just yeah. onion? Well, no. No, you asked my favorite pizza topping. If no, I'm going to get a pizza, it's always going to have onions on it. I might mix it up, but onions are pretty much a staple on, a, on a good, good way pizza to look for me. At it. But usually the answer would have been sausage or pepperoni, maybe extra cheese, onions. I like this guy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love onions. Uh, what was summer camp going to be before it came Friday the 13th? Uh, it was it was basically the game we're making now with uh, a brand new killer that Kane Hodder was going to be actually doing the mocap for. But uh, so Tom Savini at the time was going to design a whole new killer for us, and uh, and that was really exciting. Um, I mean I mean what he produced for the Savini Jason his actual uh, contribution to like post uh, post part nine uh, Jason goes to hell. Um, was amazing, but uh, yeah, the stuff we were talking about doing was really cool as well. Um, I'm 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 very happy we, we got the license, but I'm also like, what would that have become, you know? Uh, but 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 to be fair, it was uh, it was always going to be a game much like we have today. Like there really weren't that many differences at the core conceits. It was hide and seek plus murder. That's a good way to put it. Uh, how would Summer Camp Volume One turn out if you had not gotten the license to Friday the Thirteenth? 
Um, I'm sure it would have been a lot of fun to play. Uh, it probably would have proved out. Um, it, you know, we would have had a lot of, a harder time getting noticed uh, as far as like the levels of buzz that we've achieved with uh, Friday the 13th, the game actually. But I think it would have done well, and I think it would have been a blast to play, and I think we would have made another game. I mean, you can just assume, you know, volume one, you know, we had intentions to explore other uh, realms of horror. So, and, and the fact that you had Savini and Hotter involved already, I think it still would have gotten attention. And I think the fact that you guys program a really great game, it would have gotten attention even more. So it, it's not so much a, a miss or it could have been a missed opportunity or that you guys are relying on the fact because there's definitely licensed games that are pieces of shit. Uh, but you guys made a great game and that great game got licensed because of the fact that you were making a great game. I mean, yeah, thank you. I mean, that, that's a compliment. That's a huge compliment. The game's not out yet. You literally. Could I mean, everybody played the beta. I feel secure. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. And if I wake up Friday and there is no game, I'll find you. I'll, I'll, I'll be down in Mexico somewhere. <laughs> just South America. I'll see you later. Beach. Just <laughs> giving the finger as you walk out, counting your Friday the Thirteenth money. Don't tell them Mexico. They have beer there. Tell them someplace it's dry. Ah, uh, uh, where, where would that be? <laughs> uh, Georgia on the weekends. Oh, 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 Utah too. They have like yeah. diet beers. Uh, and last question we have for now is uh, will the game be available Thursday night at midnight or Friday sometime Um, really we don't have a a whole lot of control on when the console holders the platform holders like Microsoft and Sony push their games they have their they have their times they normally do it Mm -hmm. sometimes it changes because they have other games on their plate that are also going out Um, so it just depends on, on, on the load of games they have for the week and uh, you know, you know how busy they are. Um, but we are just going to try to kind of follow their lead and, and go with what they normally do because that's what works. We'd rather avoid a debacle trying to push and force uh, something on them that they're not used to or they don't normally do themselves. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought your answer was going to be, but you know much I mean, better than I That's know. the smart answer. <laughs> oh, no, it really is because, I mean, it's up to PlayStation and, and Xbox when they update their store. But right. Such is life. Well, I heard another crisp LaCroix open over there. I heard that. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, it is super crisp. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone's asking, the is there going to be a... you use to describe this drink is just... Straight off the can. Um, yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, is there going to be a Skellington DLC? When? A Skellington? Yeah. I'm not sure what this guy's talking about. Probably not. Cody, explain yourself. Uh, also, it, it, will Steam get a midnight release? Um, Steam, we have far more control over, but we're still trying to, you know, we're still figuring out exactly how we're going to handle it. Um, there's a lot that goes into launching a game, especially if you're a small company, um, especially when you're also fulfilling Kickstarter orders and backer kit orders and trying to make sure everybody gets their codes on time before the game launches. So, um, I know a lot of people really want to know exact times and dates so they can be in their chairs and ready. Um, we're definitely going to get that out to people as soon as we know. But at this moment, we don't have any hard uh, times. And okay. and honestly, we don't want to promise any time because especially with Steam, like you could push a game up and then there might be a couple issues or some files didn't copy up right and everybody's like, well, it didn't work. you know. And we're like trying to fix it on the back end. So, um, 
I mean, I've shipped games before, and you get errors like, uh, hey, hey, pl- uh, executable could not be found. And it's like, why? Why did that happen? Mm-hmm. So something needs to be addressed, and you need a quick fix on it. So, um, no, no, I'm, I'm basically being noncommittal. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm actually going to open this question to Melissa as well, too, because it's not Friday the 13th specific. But what is your favorite horror game to play? Oh, man. Uh, Resident Evil, uh, definitely. Just got the remastered last uh, last year, so that was fun. Um, honestly, though, if I'm playing a video game, I am putting most of my hours into a Fallout game. Uh, so I- I've played stuff here and there, but I- I've just kind of sunk all of my free time, which is now none, but uh, all of my free time into something Fallout. So, yeah. Randy, how about you? So me, like, uh, just recently I've been playing a lot of uh, Resident Evil 7. I beat it, went through all the DLC, I beat it on hard. Um, like I wanted the full Resident Evil experience. Let's not brag, right? Okay, Some I'm, of I'm us only play it on easy. Okay. <laughs> did you beat Outlast 2, Randy? I did, and I also beat that one hard. I fucking am so upset with that game. <laughs> Oh, it was not quite as good as the first. I'm, I'm, I never played the first, so I'm going back and playing through the first, and I'll finish it when I move. But I stopped at the second one. The uh, I'm probably if 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 you're in the chat, you've never played this game. I may spoil something for you, but fuck it, we warned you. Um, <laughs> when Marta is chasing, you have to push the cart uh, up against the fence to hop over it. I, I'm like, oh, yeah. literally an hour into the game, and I'm fucking irate. I'm sick of running away and shit. Bitch always finds me I mean, the that's, that's Outlast <laughs> in general. Yeah. All right. I feel better now. But yeah, outside of the horror genre, I like to play uh, like real-time strategy games. Uh, kind of uh, uh, started my career working on games like that, with like Command and & Conquer and Red Alert. And so every once in a while, I'll, I'll dabble and see what else is coming up uh, in that genre. Every time um, you say the sentence, when I used to work on Command and & Conquer and Red Alert, my nipples get hard. <laughs> I, st- I drool a little. <laughs> what was your favorite Command and Conquer game? How about uh, that? That's that's a that's a very difficult question. Uh, I still go back and play the first one mostly because it was like my first interaction with it. Um, I remember liking Generals a lot because it, the graphics were so fucking good. Um, the story in three was pretty cool, and then four made me cry. Because <laughs> it just wasn't what you wanted. Well, they cha- <laughs> they completely changed it, and it's like you have to like yeah. pack up your your attack uh, your attack vehicle to put down a, d- a defense one to build shit, and there's like a, a cooldown for everything, and it just it was it was insanely difficult and dumb. <laughs> I don't like hard Not- things. Like I just want to enjoy them. <laughs> I can argue that that that, that four wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I tried to go back and play it a few times, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> see what other do you know how big the file is for uh the download for uh, friday the 13th i want to say it's like 3.7 gigs which isn't really that big um so a lot of people are worried that they're not gonna be able to preload and and it's gonna take too long to download and it's like no 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 no. like the the game's been optimized uh all the data's been packed so it's gonna download as quickly as possible on all platforms yeah, three gigs. If you're on real oh, yeah. American internet, that's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, you could download that in di- on dial-up in a couple hours. <laughs> a couple of 
Let me get that 56.6K baud modem out. <laughs> Just tell your mom not to call when you're downloading it. <laughs> Hopefully nobody's on net zero still. Like I'm, I'm going to watch ads and get my internet free. Oh, 14.4, you're not late. <laughs> there was a brief period of time in which I thought I was going to have to get satellite at our new house because uh, Time Warner and Charter don't like talk to each other. So neither of you are involved in the Spectrum Time Warner Charter situation, are you? No. Okay, so Time Warner and Charter are becoming a big-ass conglomerate called Spectrum. Right now, we have Time Warner Spectrum. Our new house has Charter Spectrum. So when I called Time Warner and said, I'm moving here, they're like, man, we can't help you. You're fucked. You got nothing. So I had to call Charter. This is four hours of me being drunk on the phone. And um, finally, Charter was like, yeah, you have to create an account with us and cancel your one over there to get the same fucking thing you have now. By the way, four hours of Matt drunk on the phone is also called Mother's Day. I pooped. <laughs> I took a shit on the phone and everything. It was just, it was a, it was a night. It was a night. Um, let's see here. There's more questions and I'm totally missing them because the beer's kicking in. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm down to answer whatever. Oh yeah, or not. Um, just hang out. Do you uh do you want to go into like a steam bath sometime? Maybe? A steam bath? Yeah, a nice shampoo bath. Um. No, I mean, I want my beard braided. Can that happen? Uh, yes. yes. You'll pay for that? Uh, I would do it. I was going to oh. say, he's not going to pay. He's going to do, do it. it. Um, <laughs> will single player work the same as multiplayer with stopping AI from escaping uh, with police or escaping by car? Um, it'll, it'll, we're, we're building it right now, and it, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's not vastly different. You're still, you're still trying to find them, but there's lots of ways you can go about solving any murdering everybody basically and there's a you know you could you could sneak up on them you can you can get pick them off in different orders uh basically it's kind of like a hitman mission but you're the ultimate uh slasher jason Voorhees. so um they 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 could still get away if you alert them if you're clumsy if you make a mistake you know that might alert somebody else and they might go tell others and everybody escapes so you you have to figure it out and try to uh Find your way through the levels through each mission. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple maps, correct? Or is correct it just, okay. in, in in the game that we're launching? Mm-hmm. Well, and single player as well. Yes. Okay. Okay. Kind of a dumb question, but hey. Yeah, but uh, it's it's also important to note that single player doesn't come out until uh, summer. So. Oh, fair enough. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, will the backer kit version be downloaded be downloaded and installed through Steam? Um, yeah, if you bought the game, if you if you selected Steam as your platform, um, then yeah, you'll do everything through Steam. You'll go ahead and uh, enter the key on Steam when you get your email, um, pop that into Steam, it'll start, uh, it'll add it to your library, and then you can start downloading it, and then as soon as it goes live, uh, you can start playing. Servers go up, everybody have at it. Um, same thing goes for Xbox One and PS4. When you get your email, you'll go ahead and put your key in, and then uh, as soon as the game is pushed... By the platform holders, you'll uh, you'll be able to download and, and have at it as well. Start slashing it away. Uh, where will you be playing the game? Like not physically, um, like what what platform? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to the moon and play um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's the safest place for me to be. Um, uh, bad no, news: uh, <laughs> Charter does the internet for the moon, so yeah. you're. Fucked. Oh no! Yeah, make sure you cancel Damn whatever you Damn got. It. Damn it! So uh, I'm going to be playing on all three different platforms. Uh, I'm going to mix it up. Um, I, I, That's what I wanna, Friday I the 13th money gets you. I'll fucking play it on all of them. I want to play with everybody. 
I mean, that's kind of my goal. Is like, like I don't want to just play on PC and then say screw you, Xbox One people or PS4 guys and gals. It's like, nah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know, hop between each platform and kind of try and get as many games in as possible before everybody gets too fucking good. Fair enough. Um, how will the kill highlight be implemented in the game? The kill highlight. I mean, when when Jason performs a kill right now, if if he grabs a counselor. Um, he he'll do the kill. So if you're spectating, if you're already dead, you'll be able to you know to see watch that counselor die and be offed uh, in cinematic fashion. Um, if you are just in proximity and on looking, uh, you'll be able to see it from where you stand. You won't go into any cinematic mode, and it won't break your immersion. Um, but your your counselor will because they're looking at it. If you stand there looking at it longer. Um, there's a penalty for checking out some of the cool kills as another counselor watching from the, you know, from, from across the, the way, um, you're going to be, your fear is going to spike up and your, your counselor is going to freak out and, uh, you're going to be easier for Jason to spot and catch up to later. Do the, uh, male counselors get fear boners? <laughs> <laughs> I killed him. Game's not coming out. I killed him. They're going to kill him. <laughs> LaCroix does not go through the nose well, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> Plus, what a shitty thing to have the MP, the MP or whatever, say like later on, it's like, well, he choked to death on a LaCroix. Well, wow. what a Over counselor boners. <laughs> so no, 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 no fear no boners. Fear I mean, right. no, no, I mean, you won't, you won't notice it. You can say, it, I'm it might be there. You can imagine that there's a fear boner in your pants. That's true. That's true. That's all on you, though. I will. I, I have to imagine any boner in my pants at this point. So, <laughs> um, If someone can't find their car keys, can they call 1-900-GUN media hotline? <laughs> I, feel like that's I don't know what that would get you. I don't, I don't recommend anybody actually dialing 1-900-GUN media or gun medi. <laughs> it probably goes to a sex line. I'm going to find out later. I'll let you know. And I highly suggest that you call 1-900-GUN-METI. Um, will the PC and console keys get emailed out before launch? Um, yeah, yeah. All those will be emailed uh, shortly before launch. Again, not a huge amount of time. Uh, I, part of my my thing is if, if we email them out too soon um, – First and foremost, we have to wait and get all the keys in from all the platform holders before we can even send them out. Mm -hmm. But if we send them out a week in advance, some people would just be like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just sitting on them, and then they lose the email. Uh, they accidentally delete it, and it just causes more problems than it's probably good. You know, it, There's no balance there. It's like probably more bad can happen than good. So, so uh, yeah, we'll be sending them right before launch. Awesome. Um, I, I think we're out of questions for now. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I mean, we've been pretty open and transparent with the game, you know. So I, I kind of expected that there's not going to be a huge volume of questions, but because uh, because we we talk about it every week, we post up, uh, you know, screenshots and little video clips and gifs and stuff. So, uh, is your beard going to be available as a DLC? <laughs> it's the secret killer in the, the game. <laughs> so that's how you kill Jason. You got to grow a Randy beard and then snuff him to death with it's it. It's just a walking sentient beard with an axe. The lumberjack beard. I want that. I want that in my life. <laughs> it's not true though. Yeah, it gets itchy. It is what it is. <laughs> and then that's why it's irate and that's why it kills. 
That's yeah, true. Stop well, maybe if you use the kinder shampoo on it. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you the secret. It's coconut spray. Coconut oil. Well, it's, that's my wife is allergic to coconut, so I would just murder her with my beard sprays. Oh, there you go. Well, that's not a good thing. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Like, I, just, I was just listening to Randy's beard tip. That's true. Randy's beard tip. Murder your wife with it. No, no, no. Spray your beard with with coconut oil. If it happens to murder your wife, I'm sorry. Fair that right. was not my intention. I wanted you to have a soft beard. That's good. I, I just use conditioner. Um, so it, the game is only being released on PC through Steam, correct? Correct. Okay. Then that would answer Scott's question of if I order it on PC, will it be distributed through Steam? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, how many achievements are in the game? Oh, man. Uh, I don't have an... Like, I, I'd have to look it up. I, we we played with a whole bunch of them, and uh, you know we added them. Some of them had to be adjusted and, and altered. We had a whole bunch of uh, backers who actually uh, backed at a level so that they can actually design their own achievements. So we worked with them to get their achievements in. I think it's uh, upwards of forty. Oh, nice. Uh, what is your favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie? Man, uh, I love six. I love six a lot. I love the first one as well, but, but six is like the point where like Jason kind of went supernatural and just kind of, kind of hulked out and just became this, uh, what he is today. It's just like unstoppable force. So that is probably my favorite. And also it's got the badass song, uh, and also the RV scene. Yeah. So we're going to talk about six, yeah, uh, in just, uh, That's good. a second here. So, uh, Will yeah, Alice you Cooper. do a stream for uh, the game on launch day? Um, will I be doing the stream for on launch day? No, uh, I'm going to actually be at uh, for on launch. I'm going to be in Dallas at the famous Monsters of Filmland convention uh, for launch, celebrating launch there. But um, but yeah, as soon as I return, I'll be online playing. Uh, what are your thoughts on Michael Audrey Myers? <laughs> I mean. Uh, He's fine. He's just, he's not my guy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, will there be a collectible achievement such as Pamela tapes? Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we tape. definitely, no, no, these are not, these are not sex tapes. Actually, the Pamela tapes are a big feature in the game um, that we were really happy to do. We actually yes. got to work with Tom McLaughlin, uh, the, the writer and director of part six, which we'll again be talking about later. Um, he actually came back and, and helped us fill in the backstory. You know, what happened with Pam from the time Jason was actually uh, lost in the lake to, you know, the events uh, later on of the first movie. So there's backstory that, uh, that is filled in, and uh, you can actually find tapes around the lake and kind of uh, piece the story together yourself. Um, there's a th – so it got leaked that there's a, an achievement for putting Pamela's sweatshirt on. Is that true? Oh, oh uh, that got leaked? I had not – I had – well, so I mean, the internet told I mean, me. I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if something like that got leaked, uh, I, I don't know that it's even a leak. I mean, it might not even be in the game. Well, and that's true. I, I guess, uh, you know, whatever. I, I don't know what to say right now, so I'm just making sounds and saying whatever. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, 
like people have all these theories and, and I've seen a lot of discussion. Like people are already trying to figure out how they're going to go about killing Jason and doing this and that. And uh, like we, we just abstain. We're like, that's a, that's a surprise. That's something that we want everybody to kind of experience and find their own way. And kind of like back in the day when, like on the Nintendo, when the internet wasn't even around, you got your information from friends that may have stumbled upon things or that read a magazine that you didn't have money to buy. And, you know, tips and passwords are passed around. We kind of want this to be a very special thing that people find and collaborate collectively as a community to kind of figure out. And so, so like we, we have all these things that we purposely haven't talked about. Um, and we, we, we're just not going to discuss them because we want people to have that joy of discovery that is often lost in games because everybody overshares. Like, everything's over-explained these days in video games. Like, tutorials tell you every little thing in the game that you can do nowadays. And it's like, no, I mean, half the fun is uh, of the old games, older games, is, you know, you had to figure shit out. And, and uh, you had to piece it all together. And, and some of the stuff actually happened in your head. There was some imagination left to it. So... So we want to kind of bring that back. So we purposely haven't said everything. Um, we've been very open, but then we've also chosen some things to be very type of about. With killing Jason, I keep seeing um, I keep seeing all of these theories pop up, and and of course, if you played beta, I mean, you cannot run him over with a car and kill him. Everybody can't get together and hit him and kill him. It's going to be I don't know how to do it, obviously, but I we tried all those things and we all died. And so all of these uh, all of these theories I see that come out, I'm like, nope, 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 you're gonna die, you're gonna die. So shoot him with a shotgun while someone hits him. Nope. So people, this is very creative. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of time and effort, I'm sure. But uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. I think I think it'll be a, a big event when somebody finally does it, and hopefully they're streaming, or hopefully they're like we're able to say Xbox record that. And uh, <laughs> capture it and share that achievement with their friends. And then knowing how good uh, Xbox's AI is, it'll just uh, turn on pornography. <laughs> that's why I don't have one. So the last thing I asked it to record. You know, it learns. It learns about you, and then that's what it does. So your experience is going to be different from somebody else's experience. So, so mine will just, just be saying. turkey recipes and pornography. <laughs> that's a great combination. <laughs> Uh, let's do some news in between more questions rolling in here. Uh, I'm really pissed about this, and Melissa, I blame you, but uh, they're remaking the Resident <laughs> Evil movie. I am not remaking it myself. No, I just told you No, about but it. you told me, and I just would have preferred never knowing. <laughs> wait, 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 stop, stop. They're remaking <sighs> the Resident Evil movie? Yeah. Well, they're wow. relaunching the franchise because yes. they've they've hit the final chapter, and then the final chapter made a, a buttload of money for them and and they were like huh like well <laughs> we, we we really would like more of this how do we do it and 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 well you just relaunch that's what everybody does is they just relaunch it uh whether it's been asked for or not i don't know if if a relaunch is going to give them what they want comparatively because maybe the reason people keep coming back is because of mila and and the, the films as they've already been, and does redoing it or starting over again, is that going to hold the same account? It, some people, it's going to be, well, maybe we'll actually get stuff that looks like Resident Evil uh, as opposed to what the films have given us, but I don't know. I mean, who's going to be cast? I mean, I mean, Mila is 
<laughs> is the one. I mean, who who did they announce that yet? Speculation right now. They're, they said there's some big names up for discussion for directing mm-hmm. and casting, but no, it's just. I mean, I guess it's been confirmed it's going to be rebooted, but uh, no casting has been announced or directing. You got all the info. <laughs> It's what I do. I hadn't heard that. That's crazy. And thank you guys for using Horror Geek Life for news. That makes me feel all warm and tingly. Thank you. Oh, we're going to be getting that too, actually. What? Warm and tingly? Warm and tingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right where this whole thing is going. We're going to wind up in a big time. hot tub made out of Randy's beard. Whoa. <laughs> Have Whoa. you ramen out of your beard? You ever see the guy on the internet who made a bowl and? Made oh, that is so gross. Oh, it's disgusting. But I'm oh. curious if Randy's done it. I mean, I've, I don't know about ramen. Yeah. At least not cooked ramen, but uh, but popcorn. You like on purpose? I would like no, you I'm find it kidding. in your beer and you just oh, yeah, eat yeah, it. yeah, like Ice a week later. Stuck. He just he just had some melted butter already in there, and he figured, what the hell? I just... Dip it. <laughs> wow. Yum. That's, that's gross. I'm just kidding. It's disgusting. I hope you're not. You, you don't have to lie to me. Um, <laughs> just keep, keep on rolling here. Um, there's a seven-minute preview for Wormwood Chronicles of the Dead. Loved Wormwood. It's oh, a, my God. That was series. such a great film. I still haven't seen it because I'm horrible at life. Yeah, we I, had it in our queue of movies that we'd like to get to at some point. We've just been blocked up with so much other stuff, usually because we, we try to bow to the guest's choice when they're on. Uh but the preview for this TV series makes me really want to see the movie now because uh, the TV series plates off a pretty good example as just, just some kick-ass shit going on. It it's, was hilarious. It was really funny. And it looks kind of like it's in the same vein as the Resident Evil movies. It's just way over the top. Mm-hmm. A lot of, of martial arts action shit going on. Uh, crazy zombie stuff happening. It looks great yeah it was kind of like resident evil meets mad max and yeah. uh and there was a lot of that down under humor mixed in the dark humor mixed in and uh i didn't expect to love it as much as i did and i reviewed it actually for another site and i think i gave it like a near perfect score i loved it see now we need to we need to get on that matt yeah 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 i yeah. think y'all would like yeah, it's it my list of shit to do um <laughs> a question came in because there's no release date for the TV show. Go see Wormwood. Moving on. Um, Randy, will Kane, Savini, Manfredini, Cunningham, or Shelley be playing the game at all? <laughs> That's a lot of people. Um, I'm sure. Like Shelley's <laughs> already told us that he's playing the game. He played the beta. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be. They're going to check it out. Uh, you know, I don't know how long Sean is. I mean, he's a busy man. Like, how long is he going to actually play? Yeah. You know, but I'm sure he's going to dabble with it and, and play it. But he's a busy guy. So, so are the rest of them. So, I, uh, I, I know Kane's check it out and play it. I've, you know, I've yep. seen him play. Yep. So, uh, I was he, say, I'm I sure he's going to give it a chance. Uh, our previous guest, Derek, who's the director for the Kane documentary, for those listening who uh, haven't checked that one out yet, has. I think they're going to do an event where Kane plays the game, or he may stream, or or something to that effect. But I, of course, interviewed uh, Tom Matthews, and he did say he is going to be playing the game as well with fans. And that he would let fans know, probably on his Facebook page, um, how to play with him. And he has it for uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So he'll be doing both. Nice. Yes. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to see him play himself. I might skin a cat on that one. <laughs> and Randy, this is where we put in our, our pitch to you that please now work on a Return of the Living Dead game. Oh, oh man, I mean, that's one of my favorite favorite films ever. Like the Return of the Living Dead is is amazing. Like I know, I know, like Wes is also uh, fascinated with that film. So I mean, who knows? But uh, but I mean, that would be that would be that would be like a like a dream come true. But uh, but yeah, I mean, man, the idea is just uh, <laughs> just abound. <laughs> well, you're sitting pretty right now. You know what I mean? What do like, you mean? You, well, well, you. Friday the 13th is easily the, one of the most anticipated, if not the most anticipated game of 2017. So I feel like from here, you could probably do something. You could literally do whatever you wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could probably walk in somewhere and just pull out your Friday the 13th money and say, hey, I want to make this game. And companies would just be like, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't think you know how game development works. It's not not whatsoever. Money. I have no idea. You're just figuring this out now. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, yeah, it's probably going to be easier once the game launches, especially if it does well and actually takes off. Then it, you know, we'll we'll have more options open. I don't know if that particular option will be open, but something will. Either way, I have uh, friends. I worked on a comic that was based around a plot for Corey. Are you uh, just something? using this to like tell people that you have friends? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> carry on. I don't want to. I don't want to lie to people. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, a friend of a friend was doing a comic, and they needed someone to script out from a plot that John Russo wrote for the comic. And so I I have a writing credit with John Russo, meaning I know people who know John Russo, and he's part of the, the Return of the Living Dead. He was one of the writers for the film. Maybe I can get you in touch with him. I don't know if that would help or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Anything I'm to excited make to happen. meet anybody that that, that worked <laughs> on one of my favorite uh, horror films ever. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Melissa, I'm going to make you talk about the last news story because you wrote it. Uh, okay. I know you're on Which your phone, one? so you may not be able to see it. Uh, it's the horror boards. I, I yes, yes, okay. It, so yeah, so um, horror fix. It's horror slash fix, and I know that I say horror like horror because I'm from Texas. So I'm sorry, but it's horror uh, slash fix dot com is a, a fellow uh, review news site that covers all things horror, and they're pretty awesome guys. They support a lot of indie projects, but they decided to come out with their own. So they're going to do horror boards, which is going to be a tabletop gaming. Um, where you pretty much play as the killer. And uh, it looks like a lot of fun. They just started, I think they're at 10% complete uh, within the first day, but they just launched their Kickstarter campaign. And for a $30 donation, or not donation, but um, $30 for the campaign, yeah, uh, you can get the game yourself, but then under that you can get some other really cool things as well. But that's a pretty cool project, and I'm definitely going to back it. Fuck yeah, it looked interesting. Because I want my game. Yeah, there are 2,700 uh, out of a $15,000 goal with 39 days to go. Uh, we yes. will have the links in our show notes for anybody who's listening to this. Uh, again, one of those things that obviously crowdfunding makes a huge difference. Uh, it can get some great shit made. Uh, I heard Randy's into it. I don't know. And... Uh, <laughs> And when you have the opportunity <laughs> to support these projects, you should definitely do so. Uh, yes, they're they're 
like I said, they support a lot of indie horror, and so it's kind of time to give back and get one of their projects done. That would be that'd be awesome. Uh, Randy, yeah, another question have to came in. in back oh, I'm sorry. Make make your comment. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, I was just saying. I love Kickstarter. I'm gonna back it. Fair enough. Uh, awesome. I'll send you the link later. <laughs> Uh, is in-game Twitch streaming ever coming to Friday the 13th as mentioned in the stretch goals? Um, I mean, that's, that's still something that's been discussed. Uh, uh, we will, we will continue to look into it and discuss, but we can't like make any, com uh, commitments and, uh, but yeah, I mean, Twitch is very important. You know, there's lots of cool things you can do with Twitch integration. Um, it's, Nobody, nobody said that you know we scrapped it entirely. We just uh, kind of shelved it for a while, you know. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. DLC, you always got that. Kind of <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for news. We should probably talk about these two movies that Melissa so selfishly chose. <laughs> Choosed. I know that was so rude. Yeah, I went with part three because it's it's my favorite, and then part six because. Um, I hear Randy mentioning part six a lot. So I just had a feeling that was one of his favorites, at least in the series. So I didn't even ask him. <laughs> I just picked a couple of movies and said, this is what we're going to talk about. And he goes, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's uh, he's a busy guy. It's, it's been, easily been a grip since I've seen the third one. So I was kind of glad uh, I actually forgot how it started. So I was pleasantly surprised at, uh, at that, but, uh, yeah, do we really need to like do a plot recap of Friday the Thirteenth three and six if you haven't seen them and you're here? Then what are you it, doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you should rethink your life. It, but there's so many Friday the Thirteenths. Maybe giving a little bit of a lead in. Uh, uh, part three follows part two, where we had first seen Jason as the killer. Uh, part three is the. Um, God damn it. Whole new cast. We we've got a introduction to a new female lead who has some history of meeting Jason before, although she didn't really know who or what Jason was, and it has a lot of bathroom stuff in it. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I mean, why not? We've already just... discussed your prostate. That's yeah. true. It's just par for the Didn't y'all mention last time that y'all rarely have women on this show? Yes. I'd... And we uh, figured out why. Yep. No, we, we have, I think we have not maybe enough, but we certainly have women on here pretty often. And and it's, it's one of those things that we get more out of, I think, uh, because we want to see more of that. I, I read something that I was falling down a rabbit hole online today, and I went up on some WordPress blog because some of the people in part six – we're also in a movie that I love from the 80s called Give Me an F, which was a cheerleading late night uh, Skinamax style movie. And, uh, and and this woman who's blogging about that movie, someone mentioned on her, her blog that there's not enough women reviewers online and other things. I'm like, well, we know a lot of women who are either reviewers or um, more women I know are the biggest horror fans than, than the men I know and and are involved in the art like uh we had someone on last week who made who makes horror movies uh we have uh you melissa my wife is the biggest horror fan i know that's why i started doing this podcast with matt uh my cousin is also a, a big fan and and uh does some stuff on sites for the genre and everything and i think that's great but we try to make sure that the people that we bring on 
either love the genre or at least have something to say about it. And when people like you are on, we think the show is better for it. Five women wow. have been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> A total of five. How many episodes? <laughs> uh, this is 89. <laughs> okay. but wow. a couple of a, a couple of women been on back one once. has been on twice yeah yeah well yeah yeah the, and one was on three times and one was on twice and so they're they're repeat but there are definitely <laughs> more really outies than innies on this show <laughs> i don't know i i mean thank you guys i can't really be sure uh, yeah. god I, I can't say that um. Yeah, I, I I'm way more pumped to talk about six than than three because as good as three is, six is ri- kind of ridiculous and it is a lot more topic points like the RV scene and it has some great kills, fantastic yeah. kills. That's true. you know what six doesn't have though, hmm. Shelly. Does Shelly or three D? Oh yeah, or three D action. <laughs> that's that's the thing about this movie that I had forgotten about. And as soon as the credits came out, I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is, this is going to be one of those things where they really try to prove to you that it's a 3d movie. And aren't you glad you got those blue and red glasses (laughs) to watch it? Because every time there's any kind of stick on the screen, it's got to point right at you. I was surprised again with the toilet humor in this, that there wasn't just someone shitting and you were looking down. (laughs) Oh no. It's like virtual. It was so <laughs> bad. It was like we really have to. This is our mark. It's part three. It's in three D. We we got to do this for everybody's sake. No, I it went and saw sense. it. I went and saw it in three D at Alamo Draft House last year, and I loved every minute of it. I I, I mean, it was great. No complaints. I don't think I've ever. It, it's one of those things that 3D. this was. Yeah, it's it's so early on, and they used to be able to play three D stuff on TV, but you just have to go get the glasses. But yeah. it the effect ruined how the movie looked if you weren't using the 3d glasses. So it never really got broadcast that way. And I just wonder, did they think at that point in time that this was going to be something that was going to have such a long life and how that was going to affect things going forward into the future? Like now we've got 3d televisions that have a completely different way of doing it. And, and none of that stuff I think is probably transferred over. But at that point in time, 3D was still not a huge deal, but it was a bigger deal than it was even just a year later. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean Jaws 3D like gimmicks, you know, it, you know, they just wanted to make enough money at the box office to be able to do another film. I mean, that was their goal. Uh, I don't think they thought about, you know, how's this going to play at home on VHS or, you know, in 10 years when it's on HBO, you know, can people enjoy the 3D, all the work we put into it, you know. I'm sure it was just like get it done, <laughs> have fun, and uh, and see how it goes, and just make a splash of the theaters. I mean, probably didn't think much past that. Matt, we have to remember that when we do our Gremlins three script, that we're planning to do it in three D because it's the third one. It has to be. I mean, you have to do every third movie. <laughs> Here, I assumed you were going to tell me that you we had to stop the podcast because Twin Peaks starts or something. I've got a DVR. <laughs> I like how you're like, I already thought that through. Not Twin Peaks 3D. <laughs> That's true. That'll In 25 years, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks 3 3D will come out. Not as cool as Gremlins 3, Gremlins in Outer Space from Nazi Germany in 3D. Working title, so no one steal that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. 
<laughs> I saw you guys get silent. I, I thought I heard a pencil or two. So I was like, <laughs> Randy, we're we're gonna come to you for the game. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> It'll be a Battle Sloss DLC. It'll be uh, Gremlins, Gremlins 3D. Let's do that as a game. <laughs> Let's do it. Or it could be Gremlins 3D, the adult parody, where it's just Gremlins triple penetrating someone. Triple hmm. penetrating Gremlins. I got it halfway through that sentence and thought maybe I should stop. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'm going to do something unorthodox and and put you guys on the spot real quick. So I just got an, uh, an offer. Do you? Would you want? Wes Keltner, uh, yes. co-creator of Friday the 13th, uh, to pop in and it, say hi, yes. hang out for a while? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, yeah I, maybe hear he, I hear he's got a pretty bitchin' mustache, though, so... Uh, Wes has yeah. an amazing mustache. Yeah, no mustache, that's, no, that's no party. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summon him. Yeah, please do. Let's do this. Uh, Does he jump directly out of your beard? Yeah, basically. <laughs> just... no, well, no. I mean, our, beard, my, our facial hair communicate, and that's kind of how I'm talking to him now. Wow. Is and your, I know he's gonna just a cell phone. <laughs> see through your lies. Oh man! Damn it. Now I have to Damn edit it. the fucking name of the episode to add this guy. Oh, Jesus! You should. You oh, should boy. be oh, so shit. lucky. Matt's doing work. <laughs> if he's actually putting forth effort, it means he's not drunk enough. Get him another beer. No, this 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 beast is just a lot of flavors. So she's a sipper. No one else drinks beer here, so I'm just going to fucking... I drink beer. I just didn't know we are supposed to drink something cool. I'm no, sitting over here with my unsweet tea with the Splenda. No, I was going to drink water, and then I have beer in my fridge that needs to be gone, so I don't have to move it. <laughs> I have to eat yeah, a dozen sure eggs by Friday as well. That's like a breakfast for me. I usually dozen eggs. Like four or five, yeah. Eggs are good. I like eggs. I like egg burritos. We're gonna. I had They're three of them for breakfast. Um, we're gonna get chickens at our new house, so I'm gonna just be full of fucking eggs. So if you want eggs, you can come on over, get some eggs. Oh man, fresh eggs. Yep. Farm fresh eggs. It's gonna be awesome. Not really. It's not a farm. I, I envy you. <laughs> you want to come over and mow my lawn too? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, there's nothing I despise more than yard work, except for maybe dying or something. I, Just let it grow until you get some kids like led by a guy named Malachi <laughs> out there and see what the fuck <laughs> you're in Wisconsin. You're uh, we could do that. Just get goats. They'll yeah, eat the grass, right? No, Isn't that? Yeah, no, I mean, you're gonna have chickens. Why not goats? That's my wife. You can rent goats from Amazon. Goat. I'm like, I don't want a fucking goat. I got more I shit. Know. I have three dogs worth of shit. I gotta pick up. I don't need goat shit too. We got it. We got a visitor. Yeah. Hey Wes, we're just talking about goat shit. Hey Wes, what's going on, everyone? How are you? I'm well. I'm doing very well. How are you guys? What is everyone's aversion to not showing their pretty faces on the internet? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's 9 p.m. Uh, I've been <laughs> testing the build for like six hours straight. Um, you know, mustache. just you know, probably not the best look. I want to see your mustache. <laughs> You want to see the mustache? Yeah, uh, if no mustache. I will kick you out if I don't get to see this mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's, pro it's probably you know not as great as you would think. It's pretty. It's pretty epic though, actually. I, I will attest. Whoa. Uh oh. I don't know. I'm trying to get my camera to set up here. Hey. Wow. Sex right. machine. Wes is doing it. I have do, to go do, on. Do, do. How about that? Wow. Hey, we got. <laughs> I told you it was epic. I told I you. Look at that. 
Like he's trained that. He's trained that to do. Oh, that. I, my, is my microphone in the way? Is hiding the mustache? I don't know if it is or not, but nonetheless. I feel like if you guys kissed, it would summon Wonder Twin powers. <laughs> <laughs> we there is a lot of facial hair amongst the, the team, especially over over at the Ilphonic side as well. There's a few guys there that have. Oh uh, man, some, they got some really beard. Dan's got a great beard. I, uh, I we're gonna change the name of this to the podcast of facial hair. It's not a bad idea. No. I've had worse ideas. Like the facial horror hair. I don't know. There's something in it. Uh, something with horror and hair. I don't that know. sounds like a prostitute you find in a back alley when you got 20 bucks and you're too drunk. We can't call <laughs> it Podcast of Beards because that's what Matt to my wife's podcast is called. So Nice. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you and my wife doing a podcast? No, my wife and your wife. Oh. oh. Did I miss the, the discussion about part six? It's no, no. We're, 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 here on time. we're like barely just, in part three. You are just right on time. All right. Y'all just want to skip part three and go to part six. So it sounds like that's what we want to do. Everybody loves part three too. We have to talk about Shelley a little bit, and and I also have to talk about my real love of this movie is is for poor Rick, who just wants to get <laughs> laid so mm. bad and doesn't understand why his ex girlfriend, current girlfriend, when he just jumps over and practically rape attacks her as soon as he sees her walk into the cabin, why why are you mad? Why are you upset? Why why are you why are you hurtful? Why don't I have a neck, Rick? Uh, what is wrong with you? Corey, you're precious when you get on your weird little rants. So, a lot of problems with people in this movie. Yeah. But but it's I mean, Richard Burker did a great job as Jason as well. I mean, his performance like kind of helped set the tone after uh, after Baghead in part two. For sure. Yeah. And that was an interesting part of the motion capture because when we had Kane in, you know, he he could obviously do um, you know seven, eight, nine, uh, but when it was time to look at at J two and J three, uh, you know, those Jasons ran and Kane doesn't run, so um, it was it was kind of cool because like we Kane and I sat down and there were some couches or whatever at the motion capture studio and we were sitting there getting ready. He hasn't put on his suit. It was probably the fourth day or something. We were there. And he was kind of, you know, I wouldn't say dreading that moment, but it was, I think, kind of always in the back of his head, like, they're going to ask me to run, you know? <laughs> um, and so we kind of had that that come to Jesus talk, and we sat down on the couch, and I'm like, you know, this is actually like a really cool moment. I was like, this is kind of a horror history moment where you, you, you know, Brooker's no longer with us. You you get to, like, like pay, pay tribute to that, right? And he was like, yeah, you know, that's the kind of the way I was thinking about it. And he's like, I didn't want to mess that up. Because he, of, of all people, like he understands, you know, the value of, um, you know, the being able to, to, to wear the mask and take on, you know, the persona of Jason and everyone that's done it before him had their own style and way of doing it. And he, he knew not to like, don't step on that, right? Like that's what they had and that's what they did. This is what I had. This is what I do with Jason. Um, so it was a really cool moment where we, you know, really set and we dissected Brooker's approach and and looked at frame by frame how he moves and how he carried himself, and then went through several like cold shoots to try to get it down right. And we, I think, we got it pretty close. Uh, but that's for me was like it was a really like one of those moments where I sat back and go, "Guys, it's fucking cool," because like I'm getting like direct Kane to pay tribute to Brooker. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, 
to have that kind of moment was really cool. Yeah, and that's the difference between a casual fan and a and a super fan is that to a casual fan who's seen these movies but doesn't pay enough attention to that sort of stuff, they don't realize that there's different people playing Jason. They don't realize any difference between them of of speed of, of attack styles or anything else like that. They don't think about yeah. those things. But if you're someone who is a, a fan of of these films and you're a fan of the people who make these films, then that's going to matter to you a lot. Oh and, yeah, if you want to piss Ronnie off, the other co-creator, send him a tweet that says Jason doesn't run. <laughs> he, will come and kill you. He, he gets that probably i don't know maybe once or twice a week from some dipshit out there that doesn't know what they're talking about you, you, and you double dare me <laughs> well you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna get an amazing i mean i know it's false i know it's a lie but i'm not your right. real dad <laughs> <laughs> wow go do it All right. All right. but anyway you were saying sorry i didn't mean to to just like hijack the conversation there no, that's what you're here for. Oh, okay. uh, I do feel like I should point out that um, it, it's it's really nice to see like how much work you guys put in it to make it a genuine Friday the 13th experience for each individual Jason instead of just being like, yeah, you can play Jason and we just threw a skin on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's you know there's several things to think about. Like for us, we knew when we got that opportunity. You know, it's been nearly 30 years since there was a you know a Jason game on the market, and with that kind of time, there's been, everyone's had their own ideas. Everyone is like, you know, wanted some kind of an experience that was affiliated with Friday the 13th. And so we knew if we, if we were given that opportunity that we really couldn't fuck that up because if we did, would that mean like how much longer in the future until someone would try it again? Mm-hmm. And so we, it, it seemed like it's not, it wouldn't be fair to, those that had, you know, sat and waited for this experience to happen, that we needed to put like everything we had into it. But the other piece of that was we were also super fans anyway. So it we would never not do it the way we did it, you know, like make sure that every single detail, uh, like everything that's in the game is there for a reason. It's there for a purpose. And it was captured from a frame somewhere in the film, from the carpet to the lamps to you know, we tried to match as much as, as possible to, to the films because to us that mattered. Like if, if someone else had the rights to make this game and I was getting ready to play it and I sat down to play it and walk through Pakenak and looked around and I would, if it didn't look like Pakenak, I would be like, this is kind of bullshit. Like, mm. like I, I, it should look like it, like it should in the film. Like it's, oh, it's yeah. not as if we are imagining an entire new experience and we're saying, here's Jason, you know, in wherever, like, you know, somewhere that he's not, that's not Crystal Lake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, throwing a Jason skin on GTA or something. Right. If we, (laughs) right. If we had reimagined it, then you have a a different brush and a different palette, right? You get Mm -hmm. to do stuff a little differently, but we wanted to make sure that, no, we wanted this to be the ultimate Jason experience. We wanted fans to feel like, you know, this is what it was like to walk through Higgins Haven. This is what it was like you know, to to be on the on the back porch, front porch, whatever of of Pakenak Lodge, like those moments in the films when people are sitting around Pakenak and you know telling stories and doing this and that, like well that that mattered in the film, and it's so what we wanted people to be able to experience that. Yeah, that was the thing is after we watched this last night, I put on the the seventeen minute uh, online demo of your game, and I was just pointing out, I'm like, this is see this all here, this is what we just watched. 
Mm-hmm. And and you could see it when they're going from room to room and they're going up that spiral staircase and everything. Yep. It's exactly like it was in the movie. The the two doors that don't make a lot of sense that they're right next to each other on yeah. that corner, <laughs> but they're exactly like that in the game. And yeah, I just and, that and that's so the other thing is those doors never got opened in the film. Right. Never showed you what was in there was some over by the kitchen area that did, but there's two doors that they don't they don't open in the film. They never show you. So we had to sort of uh, we looked at some exterior shots from like there were shots where someone was like running around the exterior in the film. And so we were trying to figure out, okay, that's probably a bedroom. Um, and so we, we kind of had to take some liberties, which is kind of cool too, to, in a, in a small way, kind of touch Canon a little bit and be like, well, this was what that room was, you know, it's like a tiny thing, but still it was, it was cool to be able to, to get in there and do that. And the devs at Ilphonic, like they, they were scrubbing through Blu-ray copies of the movies, like, like Ronnie West, like we all went out there and we're talking to them and they saw that we were passionate about recreating the movie. So they got really passionate and they dug in and they all became fans. They started having viewing parties, staying after work, watching all the films to get up to speed. And like all of that kind of transferred into what we have today, which, which I, you know, people are saying like, this is the ultimate fan service. This is how you know, you do a licensed game. This is the way to do it right. And for a long time, licensed games have been like the bane of gamers' existence. Like, it, like they, oh, yeah. they see one coming and they're like, that's going to be a turd because <laughs> people were just cashing in mm-hmm. on games and, and it kind of was a business decision on whether they would do a game, whereas ours was a very passion-driven decision. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds that we're going to get like a uh, NES Jason's skin. <laughs> and if I had a dollar for every time that question was asked. And, and I figure you had been asked before. My follow-up question was, how many times have you got that question? <laughs> right. right. You can uh, round up to the nearest hundred. Yeah, at, at least, <laughs> over a thousand at least requests. At least. Um, the, the problem lies in the rights that we were given are for the interactive rights to make Friday the 13th game. And there's only certain Jasons that come with said license. It was probably the first, if not second question to the legal team was, what about the NES Jason? And they said, we don't have those rights. And I said, who does? And they said, we don't know. And I spent probably, I'm going to guess 14 months (laughs) chasing this down, working with lot of legal teams all over the world that at some point in time their company touched it because it started at LJN and LJN was acquired that company was acquired by a claim a claim was acquired by Sega maybe uh, and it just it just continues to stack up till it gets to a point of you you think you've landed at the door of the person and they just go oh, I have no idea you know, like yeah, a, I imagine some in the guy back like, file cabinet at some company that they don't even know what's in there anymore, and they don't yep. really give a shit. Yeah, it's like a guy right. who lives in a cabin and on the top of a mountain who just smokes a cigar, going, "I'll never give up the rights to any of this." Right, exactly. <laughs> That's his only. He's got a tattoo that is taint. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Exactly, but I mean, with all of that said, um, we're still not giving up on it, um, and I feel like we may have gotten a little closer. So. Um, we're, but we're gonna we're gonna keep knocking on doors for sure. Uh, and the fact that it's important enough to you to keep looking is again a testament to you guys as fans and why you should have been put in charge of making this game in the first. Oh time. yeah, I mean that the original game, uh, love it or hate it, 
it, it was still a Friday the 13th game. Mm-hmm. And it still had some charm. There were still things to it that, I mean, I played it when I was young, and I, I can't, I don't know that I necessarily say I was scared when I played it, but I, I did enjoy it. I think as my taste grew, I started to go back to it and go, oh, this kind of sucks. Yep. But I think when I was young and the first time I played it, I was kind of into it. But I also didn't really know much about Friday the 13th at that point either. So I was like, yeah, there's, of course, there's spiders and yetis and bats and shit in the movies. Yeah, and you throw rocks at them. That's what they did. Um, so, you know, some of that was ignorance, but there's still some charm to it. There's a nostalgia to it um, that just like in the films, there there may be a Jason that you necessarily don't like or one of the films that you don't like. But there's a there's a complete picture that makes Friday the 13th, right? There's a, and, and everyone has their own, like emotional connection to some facet of it, you know, yeah. that for me, it's part six for others. It's, you know, something else. And then there's, there's a whole group of, of us nerd gamers too, that there's some nostalgia associated with that game, be it a good game or not. That's not what's discussed. It's there's something to that, you know, that look of that Jason and the cover, the NES cover art, you know, that's, that's Kane that was in on the cover art of that. So there's something to be said about that too. So, you know, we want to try to bring a complete experience and complete means complete. And so we're going to do our best. But the one thing we did get shut down on is re- reboot Jason, the 2009 Jason. They said absolutely, unequivocally no. Uh, so Probably good. That movie's no point in my opinion. Well, again, it's, we're, but it's we're, we, we have to carve off the, was that a good movie? Like, that's not what we're discussing. That's not our job. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Our, you know, our job is every there's a, there's a jason for everyone mm-hmm. right like somebody you know looks at some certain jason and says that's the one that's my jason right? yeah there were some good people in that movie too and say that's my jason <laughs> <laughs> is there is there any gold that you is can find anybody? from the friday the 13th tv series is that even something yeah. the one with the, the curio shop the antique shop right. yeah right i mean that was an interesting quirky little show um we don't have any rights to it, so there's n- nothing that we can, you know, do affiliated with that show. Um, but it, I think that show was probably a little ahead of its time because there's been some other, you know, similar TV shows that have come later that are, you know, what was the? Um, it's kind of got that. Was it Warehouse something another? Warehouse thirteen. Oh, Warehouse 13. There you go. It's got a little, sort of got a little vibe like that, maybe with some Twin Peaks. It's got kind of got some sort of mismatch of some different things going on with that that series, but it also turned a lot of of Friday 13th film fans off when they heard, Oh, they're making a Friday 13th TV series. Right. And you sit down and you watch it and you're like, huh? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of questions that came in here. Um, someone asked if the, the Pakenak bell will ring. I guess they're just going to find out. Fair enough. Uh, will the upcoming rights lawsuit affect the game at all? No, I didn't think so. It's already someone owes Wes a leg lamp. Oh, a leg hump, a leg not lamp? a lamp, not a lamp. It's a hump. He's gonna hump your leg. I'm oh, sorry. A leg hump. Had I known it was a, leg a hump, lamp. I would have. You mean from Christmas Story? Yeah, we have a fucking bar here that's just all leg lamps. It's called the Leg Lamp Lounge. Nice. Yeah, I don't ever want to go in there. Uh, if you could get a license for another horror franchise to do a game, what would you do next? It's a loaded question, a little bit. Um, mostly because you know all of our focus right now is all things Friday the Thirteenth and. 
I think a lot of people look at at a launch as like a finish line, and it's anything but for us. Uh, when you're making a game, you're you're writing a design doc, and you're sort of getting all your thoughts out on paper, and you kind of stick all this stuff up on a whiteboard, so to speak. And it's like, these are all the features we want in this game. This is all the content we want in this game. And everyone nods and says, yep, that's that's our goal. And then you you start down the path, right? And you start doing some some testing and R&D. And then you realize maybe that idea wasn't so good. Or you realize, mm, we don't have the time now. We don't have the money for that. That's much bigger than we thought because for whatever reason, right? So you have to start pushing things over to the, we'll look at that after we launch list, right? So there's a lot of stuff on that after we launch list that we want to do. This is our internal like passion features and things that as you, the more that we played the game and the game got more features in it, uh, we came out of beta, we started adding things like flare guns that can fire at Jason. Jason has throwing knives and traps and cool shit. It, it sort of, it got the gears turning again for us and we would go back and revisit the features that we had postponed and we think man that thing really complements this new thing the more we play with this new thing like a throwing knife or whatever it is we start to see the connections to other features that we had postponed and that lights a fire in us so on our side you know launch isn't the finish line it's it's almost a starting line for us for more cool shit that we know we want to put into the game so it's a little difficult for for us to sort of shift over now and say, you know what, you know, if you gave me another license, I'd like to make X because we're we're so like ingrained in what we're doing with Friday the Thirteenth. So, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's so many cool horror franchises. I mean, if you just look at the slashers that are, you know, the iconic ones, I'd love to work with any of them because um, I think you can make a cool game out of just about any of them. No doubt. That's your answer, Randy. No. Oh, doubt. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I mean, Wes, Wes did a great job explaining. It. Like, like, I have like weird, like, I can think of all the the big horror franchises and think, wow, those would be amazing to make. But there are some like oddities that I would also like to make games for. Like, for instance, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's yes. like a very weird mm-hmm. look, you know, as far as like uh, a big game but i think there could be some really deep meaningful gameplay within that franchise you know so like that would be like a passion project i love that film it was it was quirky it was fun uh it was kind of scary and clowns are horribly creepy and their fucking popcorn guns were amazing right mm-hmm. uh, and they could do all sorts of different things the the, the cocoons the the pink uh, cotton candy cocoons and that full of blood and like eating away at people like there's so many gory elements in it too that I think it would just be a fun mix but like that I've mentioned before in other interviews like that would be like uh, like a dream come true that you wouldn't expect me to actually uh, uh, say would be the one I would want you know also like you could throw a rock and hit a zombie game right like there's they're, they're everywhere the market's flooded with them but with all that said I don't know that I've seen a like seventies type of zombie. Like if you looked at Zombie Two, um, you know Fulci's zombie. The 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 setting of that, you know, it was on an, like an island, and it was it sort of had that um, it had that touch that was happening in the seventies, 
where you know like um shit cannibal holocaust and th- those type of films where, where they were shot in this like remote place and there's like some kind of voodoo witchcrafty some kind of thing that's going on where bodies are beginning to reanimate but then the way they were shot the film grain and then the freaking soundtracks for those were amazing like imagine if you not to say that this is what the market needs i'm just telling you what i would want to play is if someone is going to make another zombie game make it 70s and go find goblin you know the band goblin <laughs> yeah those guys. i know the band goblin fucking right right and like, <laughs> i think i mean like i think a couple of the guys have passed away because that used to be a, a big ensemble goblin at their peak was like 25 dudes or something and now it's like three like that so but anyway get those guys to like record the music like they did back in the day for you know some of the argento films and shit bring those guys in to do a fulci style zombie game i play the hell out of that but i don't know that is there a market for it Meh. you know zombies kind of going down the hill but that'd be a cool franchise and a cool thing to if you're going to do a zombie one do something different I should point out the fact that Goblin had many iterations. Mm. So I think that's either way. Have you are you familiar with uh, Necrogoblicon or Goblin Cock? Mm, don't think I am. <laughs> right. well, we we're talking about Goblin bands. I that's not. came to mind. <laughs> they're really not that great, but they're funny in my opinion. Um, gotcha. God damn it! Too many questions. Someone said something about ICP. What? Clowns and ICP—it's <laughs> terrifying. I was like, "Where did uh, that come this from?" This is where Screech shows up. Uh, all right, here's one. Uh, what about murder weapons? Were any brought up in development that were running counter to the franchise's spirit? Were there any other hot internal debates? Um, you know, there wasn't any. We didn't have any like a weapon list that wasn't already somewhat affiliated with the franchise. So, no. And you know, Savini was designing the kills, so. He has a you know intimate knowledge of what fits in at camp and what doesn't. Uh, so there wasn't any any kind of weird you know thrown out from left field ideas for weapons. Um, I mean, you do get some from casual fans, like like oh, yeah. people are always suggesting chainsaw. Why can't Jason have a chainsaw? And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if Jason had a chainsaw. I don't think he would even start it. He would just mutilate you with it without it running. <laughs> right. And then there's Which also some kind of cool. weapons that. The weapon may have made an appearance in one of the films, but it doesn't necessarily make sense as a primary weapon that Jason would walk around carrying. Uh, like the weed whacker, for example. Mm. Um, when Kane, you know, chops the dude up. That's a cool kill from the film, but imagine, you know, Jason's walking around with that the entire time. Like um there's the there's some starts to be some weirdness to that, right? He he approaches a door where well, this thing is huge and long. So it would end up clipping through the door, right? Yeah, so what things about, are just weapons of convenience. What about having it as, say, like a weapon you can pick up that's located in the barn? On- that's been some discussion about, like, can there be weapons that are placed in certain areas? And then how could Jason interact and use those? Those have been discussions that we've had, and we've sort of... Um, verbally and and whatnot kind of drew out prototype of how some of those things might work so it's still an ongoing discussion but some of these things are more um they make more sense for single player than they do for multiplayer um so some ideas were like that's this one's pretty good that needs to go over here this fits in this box better than the multiplayer box if that makes sense 
So see, uh, speaking of uh, single player, how much are you guys willing to divulge? Like, is single player, you only play as a counselor, you only play as Jason, is it both? Yeah, I mean, we've already announced that stuff. It's only as Jason. Um, it's sort of Hitman mission-esque, if you will. If you ever played we already talked Hitmans? about this and I was busy drinking and completely fucking forgot? <laughs> I touched on it when we got the question a little Damn bit, it. but I mean, Wes, Wes, Wes can, might, might drop some more knowledge. Well, um, it's, it's, you know, the multiplayer version of the game, if you think of it in terms of film, multiplayer picks up at like real four, right? Like every, everyone, someone has died. Uh, everyone knows it's Jason mm -hmm. and they're trying to get the fuck out of there, right? So that's what the multiplayer part is, the component. The single player component is real fucking one, right? I just like, got as hard as diamond as an ice storm. <laughs> so the counselors are AI and they're doing shit that counselors do when they're in a summer camp setting and there's no other adults or whatever around. They're just being teenagers, right? They have no idea there's a masked killer that's going to brutally murderify every one of them. So that's where like these missions sort of pick up is at that moment. And if you recall from the films, you know, parts one, two, and three were just, you know, days apart. If you're talking time, or no, I'm sorry, two and three were like days apart. Yeah, and so it, it, it's looking at that sort of idea of Jason basically, you know, came back with you had sack head and just went on a murdering tangent, sort of going around like, you know, making a circle around the camp, killing anyone that showed up. Right. Part four gets to the Jarvis house, kills all those people. So if you're talking like time of the time in the canon where those, those were days apart, right. Not like giant years apart. So that was sort of interesting to us when we were looking at single player is like he's sort of moving through these environments right in a in a singular timeline and they don't know he's there yet so that's sort of where the the single player little missions or challenges um that's how they sort of play out so there's some objectives and things that you have to uh try to complete and some of them much like in the hitman style it would be like kill this person right so you have to like go you kill a person and then at the end it tells you other ways you may have killed them it tells you that there were maybe some secondary targets or something that was cool for hitman and there's a little bit of that that kind of makes sense in friday 13th where there may be like you know this is an example i'm not saying this is exactly what's happening in the game but it's you kind of get an idea it may say in the mission begins and it says you know you have to kill Tiffany, and that's like the prime objective is find her and kill her. There may be other counselors on the way, and if you wanted to kill them while you're gone, go for it. But she's the one that you need to take out. Or it could tell you a specific kill you had to do for her. So it's like kill Tiffany by throwing her out a window, right? Or you have to kill this person in an area so that when the body is left there, the next time the AI does like a pathing route, it startles the AI. Oh my God. They like see the dead body. And then you step out of the bushes and kill them. So it may have like sort of multiple objectives and that kind of thing. Like those are the things that, that we're right now sort of turning the, the wrenches on uh, starting to feel pretty good. So once more that coalesces and, and becomes more solid, we'll be able to share more details and screenshots and video as that's getting closer. 
I now know why that guy wants to hump your leg. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we. This was mentioned earlier, but maybe Wes can uh, elaborate. But is there uh, anything on the the launch of single player? Um, I mean, we're still looking at at some point in the summer. Um, the certification through multiplayer kind of opened our eyes a little bit with like how long that was going to take in the process of that. We also have to go back and get re-rated by all the ratings boards around the world because multiplayer is one thing, single player is another. So we kind of see how long that took as well. We also have some questionable moments in the single player portion of the game that where we were kind of already on the line in certain territories, <laughs> Germany, <clears throat> they, 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 when we go back with single player, they may be like, okay, okay, this is too far now. Like you've, you've gone which, too far, which is weird to me. But... You know, every, everyone has their own trigger points, right? Like they have their things that make them be like, this is a no. Mm-hmm. And going through the process we did with multiplayer, we're realizing there's, there's definitely some questionable content. I feel pretty solid about ESRB and Peggy, which is like the biggest markets. I still, I think we'll be okay on those, but some of the others, it's, it's a little questionable. So knowing what we know now, like that is still our target, but some of these things because you're out of our control with how long for certification, how long for the ratings. And I don't want to censor the game. I don't want to, to, for us to already start backing off of what we've already got in and moving forward with. So it's still a target, but you know, some, some things could, could move, but, um, that's still what we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was, you mentioned censoring and I thought of resident evil seven, whereas in some countries they changed a, a handful of things. Um, I believe you pull, you pull something out of a guy's body through his neck and in, in a different country, Randy, I see you looking around all confused. And, uh, <laughs> do you, you are you talking any... about Outlast 2? No, 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 no. It was in Resident Evil 7. Um, I know, Res- know Outlast 2 had a big censorship. Oh, that was in Australia. They had a big censorship. Yeah. For Outlast or uh, Resident Evil? Or both? Outlast. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I probably. Yeah, I know that they... But yeah, there's the part in Resident Evil 7 where you pull... The fuck? It's when you're playing the game with the insane brother, but you pull something out of the guy. You're like going through his neck. And um, they took that out, and then when you find the head in the fridge, in some countries, the head isn't there. Mm. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting the more that we got to know their rating systems and how they um, categorize things. Everything is pertinent to context. Um, so how how did the player get into this specific situation? Um, did you Were they funneled towards it? Was it player choice? Does the player have um, the agency to get themselves away from it? Can they have done? Could they have made a different choice and not seen it? So there's there's so many of these things that are uh, somewhat unknown until you get into it and you hand them, you know, your baby and you're like, what do you think? You know, and they're like, oh, you know, there's certain parts that they they flip out about and they have questions about, and there's a lot of back and forth with those teams. And I mean, they were all really, for the most part, really easy to work with. Like Australia just took a really, really, really long time. Just the correspondence was like, we might as well have like, you know, cork in a bottle message thrown in, in the ocean because it like took that effing long to get responses. But <laughs> I don't think they're a huge team. Um, whereas, you know, ESR, ESRB and Peggy, I mean, I email, I get an email back in an hour. You know, like they were, wow. they were super fast, yeah. friendly. Uh, ESRB being the coolest to work with. Um, 
<laughs> Don't let I, the Peggy peeps hear that. Well, not that, not that <laughs> one was. I, what I mean, cooler. I meant like their personalities were cooler because they were like, "Hey, side note, Jason's fucking awesome." And we're like, "I know, right?" You know, we like had like this whole, like, you know, sort of sort of moment, so to speak. But, um, but the the handlers that we work with are not the people that rate the game. They're just the guys that like, oh. you know, we're here to help you get your account set up or whatever. You won't even know who the raiders are and they're going to play your game and then they bring us back a report and we hand you the report, you know? Which so probably a good idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, you don't want to, for this, for, you know, it's, there's a safety issues, all kinds of issues there, right? Like you don't want to know who they are, you, so on and so forth. So, um, but yeah, they were, they seemed the most chill, I guess I should say the SRB seemed more chill about what we were doing, but the conversations were interesting because before we had enough video footage put together or before we had playable code, we still reached out early to ESRB because we were kind of worried. And so we're like talking through and I didn't know like how candid, how like Frank I could be with the discussion. Cause it's somebody I didn't know on the phone. Right. And I'm just like, um, so like Jason grabs someone and he puts them in a fireplace and he like smashes their head into the fireplace. And then the, the guy's like quiet for a minute. And he was like, is she naked? And I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, could she be? And I'm like, no. He's like, is there boobs? I'm like, no. He's like, <laughs> and he just starts like just checklist of like body parts. And, and it just, I don't know. The conversation went totally different than I th thought it was going to. <laughs> it, it, but it was fun. It was funny. I laughed a lot, actually. Well, I guess. I mean, video games can get away with a lot in some countries. So sure. I guess you never really see nudity in a lot of games. In. Yeah, I mean, nudity is, you know, one country's trigger, whereas, you know, violence could be a different one. Um, and in the context of that violence. Uh, there's a question for you, Wes. Is your imagination wide open with fun ideas with single player ideas along with what you just discussed? Um, I mean, we have a, a, you know, a singular focus on what we're doing with, with that um, game mode. Um, I mean, there's st we still have a lot of, of openness and creativity, and that's what's great about a small team, is that we can be nimble and flexible. We actually learned a lot from from the. You wouldn't think. I mean, you wouldn't. Some wouldn't think of this, but watching people play the beta actually helped us make decisions on the single player, um, because when we watch how people move, react, and play, how someone tries to escape from Jason that starts to give some idea in, in about how AI should, should work, but then also like how the player plays as Jason and moves through the world and how they, um, how they try to fool counselors, et cetera, et cetera. Different people play Jason's different ways. Like all the, seeing all that kind of thing, it was like, oh, it was kind of an eye-opening thing for us to, to help shape single player to, um, I think, be better than what we had originally sort of you know written up and we're already sort of moving forward with but that's what's cool about a small team is we're we can be flexible we can on the fly say you know what would be cool here instead of this other thing we should do this and that you know if the time permits we we make it happen i'm so fucking excited for this game though thank you thank you for making it i don't know I'm you can think i guess sean because he's the one that well, you know, saw what we were doing with summer camp and was like, "Hey, these dudes get it," you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we're so far off the rails from the movies. <laughs> Sorry. Which is fine. Oh, no, 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 no. By by all means, it, I'd rather you guys talk about the game and have that discussion than movies that we've all seen. Well, but, but we still need to talk about part six, right? Yes. Um, My favorite in the series. Someone is asking if there's going to be double XP timeframes like closer to Halloween. I mean, yeah, we'll do you know Possibly. XP weekends and is do that, cool stuff that, like that. Uh, like up to your discretion to do? We have to reach out to, if you're talking for console, we have to work with Sony or Microsoft, uh, give them a heads up on when we want to do it, and they have to set up their network to be able to do it, and they usually help promote it on the front page. Um, sometimes that's free, sometimes that's not. You have to pay for it. Um, so, yeah, there's sort of moving parts there with that. Uh, on Steam, it's not as difficult for us to just kind of flip a switch, but if we want to announce it publicly, vis-a-vis, -vis, like, put it on the front page and let people know, hey, this weekend it's, you know, double XP on, for your Friday 13th, you have to work with Steam to get a spot for that. Again, sometimes it's paid, sometimes it's not. It really depends on time of the year, what's going on, how much how much lead time you gave them, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's talk about six, since that's the whole reason that Wes came here. Nothing. Then want to hang out. Well, with I'm gonna be quiet to first because I'll end up dominating this conversation. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to step on like anyone. Skipped over, <laughs> skipped over three a little bit, and and I know that that was Melissa's favorite. I love anyway. six too. It's all good. Uh, well, I just want to make sure that you get yours out of this uh, because you're you're also our <laughs> guest, and we enjoy having you on. And I know that you have a lot to say about these films. I I do love three. I love Richard Berger. I know everyone. It says Kane is their favorite. And Kane, I love Kane. I love him in more than just Friday 13th. And he's a great actor. He's a great stuntman. And, but uh, Richard Brooker just, uh, there was something about him I just love so much. And it's the last time he's really human. You know, he, and, and the hanging scene is so climatic at the end. And the barn, I mean, I just, I, I know it's really cheesy, especially with the 3D effects like we talked about. But um, it's when he finds his iconic mask. There's right. so much that three, I think, brings into the franchise. And um, and like I said, I love him. He's still human. You know, he still has that human body, that human walk. He's not this giant monster of a man. So, yeah. yeah there's, there's a, a, there's a definite change up between three and what we see. And, and, and probably it's six where it really starts to change the feelings of the films, for, for me at least, uh, other than five that we, we don't talk about five. But <laughs> I know a lot of people also say that Chris is, for a lot of people, their favorite of the, the final girls. Uh, I, I kind of lean a little bit more towards Ginny, but I, I can see because of the fact that other than Shelly, it's not like the people that are in this are annoying or irritating and you're not just rooting for them to die. I felt a little weird that they had all these you know, seemingly teenagers hanging out and then somebody who looked like Tommy Chong in the van with them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, I thought that Chris and, and Tina were actually always kind of my favorite final girls, but then Landon, who um he he writes for us, he writes for iHorror, he's a great writer. He did this uh editorial about why Jenny is the ultimate final girl of Friday thirteenth. I went in already disagreeing with him and I left the article agreeing with him. So it's interesting that my final, my favorite final girl isn't even Chris. Mm -hmm. So I'll just send you all the article. It's really good. Yeah. Jenny just seems to, she thought things through, you know, she, but she knew what was going on. And, and Chris is a, a essentially after this, a two time survivor, but she ends it, 
kind of in a very bad place where we kind of assume that mentally she's not going to hold it together after this. And I think Ginny came out of it and I feel like she was just able to probably to recover better. Yeah. You know, well, you know, part three was a, essentially going to be kind of like Halloween part two where Jenny is in an institution and he comes hunting her down. Right. Um, and then she declined the role and they changed things up because it was very much Halloween two. So I guess they were going to go that route, but didn't. Someone's got to talk about something here. <laughs> Well, I'm glad they didn't, damn it. <laughs> Randy loves awkward silence. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Screech to show up. I, yeah, three Screech? always three is gonna come down to me as the worst, ugliest, freakiest bathroom in the history of all film. <laughs> uh at at the opening of it with the, the two people in the shop. And I looked at it, and the guy is actively taking a shit, and he gets up and he, one doesn't wipe, two doesn't wash his hands, but the toilet is still somehow the cleanest thing in that goddamn bathroom, and I just couldn't help but just think, please, just shove his face in that, because then he'll at least die somewhat, like, not emasculated by it, compared to anything else in there. It was just grotesque. This is the um, second podcast I've been on where we've talked about the fact that he didn't wipe in the beginning oh. of part three. <laughs> it's it's kind of a big deal. And he's opening up donuts in his shop and eating them. Oh. And his wife gets mad at him and then throws the donut back in the box like that's going to be okay for the person who comes in there. Like, hey, I just want to stop by and get some stuff. What the fuck is this? Well, what did you? What kind of business are you chocolate. running here? Oh, God. Corey, do you not know that movie poop is not like real poop? <laughs> No, it, it's it's worse. It's movie. It's poop. not better. How is how movie poop's cleaner than real poop? It's no. not. No, you can hear the sounds. They they utilize sounds, so they let you know. Some fucking foley artist had to sit there and say, "Well, I got to make a diarrhea sound for this," and they, <laughs> but they can't get the actor to fucking act like he wiped. <laughs> but then I saw the curtains that were sitting there. I'm like, "Oh, that's what he does." Hey, can we get a little <laughs> more grunt on that grunt. push? On your second push, we need more grunt. Please, no more grunt. <laughs> Reel back the grunt. I really want to hear. I want. I want to see you feel it. Um, yeah, that's so, what I have to say about part three. <laughs> dude, yeah, I assume that that was probably going to kill the uh, conversation on part three. So, if you want to start talking about six, um, should I set a timer for you, Wes, so you don't get? Too no, no, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it brief. I'll let someone else. Lead in. It's good. Okay. I'm done. For me, for me, part six is all about the RV scene. Like when 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 Jason uh, takes out court, uh, flips the RV flips and goes off the rails, and like and then he climbs up out of it. Like that's that's my Jason right there. That moment when he stands on top of the overturned RV on its side, that it gives me chills. Mm -hmm. Cool shot. This Six changes the whole atmosphere of the character. They they start with, they bring him back to life. Uh, Tommy's not satisfied that Jason's really dead, so he opens up his, his coffin and, and shoves a, a big metal pole into his chest. Then he gets hit by lightning and actually comes back to life. So, uh, Tommy, that's something you have to discuss with, with Megan later on, is that all of the people who died, including her dad, is kind of your fucking fault. Uh, good luck with that one. But... <laughs> it changed the the whole atmosphere like the opening 
is it becomes like a James Bondish kind of thing where Jason walks across in front of the eye and then slashes at it. Uh, it it ups a lot of the the humorous factor and at the same time takes a lot of the realism away. Which after again after five, I think we needed a big change, but it it's totally like outside the bounds of what we had had up through the the final chapter. And the only connection is the fact that we bring Tommy back from four and and five sort of to this, which was a smart thing to do. And it 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 develops that character and gives him a, a finishing note. But it's just it's very, very different. And I think does it owe something to the Nightmare on Elm Streets that were coming out at that point? Was it that we had just gotten to the point where we felt like well, at six movies, we have to make him supernatural. We can't just keep explaining away that he's just a big guy that, that doesn't give up. I, he was a kid who drowned, who came back to life. It's already mm-hmm. there, but it wasn't emphasized as much until this. Did he drown? Right. Is he a Jedi? <laughs> was he brought back by the Necrocomic? I mean... The Necrogoblicon? Uh, no, the Necrocomic. <laughs> you, you read Ash versus... What is it? Freddy versus Jason versus Ash? And uh, it talks about how she brought him back. Well, after this, isn't he brought back by a girl's wish? Uh, well, um, the, not her, her wish. It's her like telekinetic skills or whatever, right? right? Yeah, exactly. But she's trying to bring back her father, and it's like, oops, missed. Right. Uh, oh, I, so I can close. bring back the dead. I just wasn't paying enough attention. Uh, right. Should have aimed a little bit more to the left. Exactly. Uh. Well, and the Necronomicon was also in the Voorhees house. Um, as a little, as a little, uh, Easter egg. And so I, I don't know, that is a theory out there, but it doesn't really hold up with all the films. It just kind of explains why he keeps coming back somewhat kind yeah. of, I don't know. I look at Jason as I, I don't, I don't necessarily need a tremendous amount of, um, backstory or like, wh- why is he? Like I, I, if I watch Jaws, I don't think why is Jaws here, right? I, I'm not thinking like this time of the year is not the actual mating season for great white, so they shouldn't actually be this far north. Um, like I'm not thinking like that kind of shit. I don't care. It's just Jaws is here and he's killing, and I want to watch that. And that's sort of what Friday Thirteenth does for me when I watch you know Jason. I don't necessarily need to know like. Well, what's with this Necronomicon book, and why does he always come back every time? He comes back because I want him to be there, right? Like, fans want to see him. He is the hero, and people buy movie tickets. That's why. It's not because, right? Yeah, because you can't can't just sit there and explain it over and over again, and you can't constantly. I like how in, in Jason X, they allow it to reboot at the end. They... They give you a, here's our story, and then we're giving you the way out into the next Friday the 13th. But realistically, you don't need all of that. You just need Jason to show up and kill people. Uh, Although I will challenge you on Jaws. By Jaws 4, you're kind of like, how can the shark swim faster than the fucking airplane? Yeah, I I gave up. I'm sorry. I meant like, you know, Jaws 1 and 2, and And after that, I was kind of like, (laughs) okay. You know, because it's, there's only so much you can do with a shark, so I don't know. But can I can I yes can I give my two cents now on six? Oh, yeah, please. All right. So for me, and you you kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know, five was not the best in the series. Uh, I'm not gonna drag it through the mud or anything, but look at 
at the reaction from it from fans and it not having Jason, quote unquote, a real Jason in it, that's a that's a mountain to climb, right? Like what yeah. what what were what was Paramount gonna do with that series that was a big cash cow and they they kind of screwed themselves when they made that and fans turned on them, how are they gonna make another game or game? How are they gonna make another film that's going to get people excited again? And that that in and of itself who has the balls to like step in and, and take that on, you know? And I thought McLaughlin's approach to that was, it was a little tongue in cheek. It was a little, I like that he was, he sort of looked at Jason and as the same way that you look at, at creating like a, a universal monster, you know, a Dracula or whatever. He's, he sort of approached that with Jason, even not just tongue in cheek, but right in your face with, I'm going to, bring him back to life with lightning, you know, like hello Frankenstein. But that's also sort of a one-to-one to, to Friday the 13th in and of itself. Cause five fucking tanked and everyone hated it. How are you going to bring it back to life? It's like with a jolt of lightning is how we're going to bring it back to life. Right? Like this, we're going to, we're going to resuscitate this thing that died in the eyes of, of fans. Right. And then, you know, this, he, you know, he's back. Alice Cooper. Yep. I mean, you know, that that song matches it, right? The yeah. treating it like you mentioned the the intro was like James Bond. What's well, because to a certain extent to the horror fans, when you see Jason on the screen, you you cheer for him. That's who you want. It's just like James Bond films. He can't get hurt, like right? Like it's all he's always smooth and suave and gets the ladies. Shots never miss. All these kind of things. Well. That's not a, a giant, you know, the juxtaposition there is, is somewhat real in that, that Jason is, he's always going to, he's always going to get the girl, if you know what I mean. And so he can't be hurt. He's always going to be there at the start, at the end, and then the next time it's going to be just the same. So I like that little sort of wink nudge, you know, at the start where it's like, oh, James Bond, I get it. But it was, it was kind of a clever use of it, I thought. Um, but I think that was... For, for a filmmaker to to write and direct something up out of the hole that that thing was in, I don't know enough people give credit for that. I mean, some do. I think some of the hardcore fans probably think somewhat like I think, but that's that was a that was a huge undertaking. I mean, I would not want to be Tom McLaughlin in that situation when they came in and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do you want the job of resuscitating this?" Like. Hell no! Like call me when you're ready to do seven, right? Like <laughs> let someone else try try to bring this thing back to life. Like I don't want that job. Um, but, I mean, without so, the direction that he took, I don't think seven would have happened. Honestly, uh, six almost didn't happen. I mean, I think if anybody else had directed it, it probably would have just been another rehash, got weirder or, or or clunkier, and it just would never. It would have stopped right there. We wouldn't well, be here talking right now. <laughs> it's exactly, I mean, it's not precisely, but it's a lot like what happened with Halloween 3 in the fact oh. that you're, you're absolutely right. When people are talking about it, they're rooting for Michael. They're rooting for Jason. And so when you have a film, uh, and especially because they, they did, they called number four the final chapter. They had to do something to differentiate between we just finished this and next year there's going to be another Friday the 13th. So how do we make that happen? But when you get in there and you're like, yeah, it's it's Friday the 13th, but not the thing that I love about Friday the 13th, just like Halloween three season of the witch is not the thing I love about Halloween that that 
distances the fandom. They're yeah. like, I, I don't know if I can forgive you after this. So the next thing out is, hey, we fucked up. We know we fucked up. Uh, here's an apology tour. Um, and everything that we're putting out there is to let you know that Jason has returned. Uh, so there's the, the song and the music video. There's It's Jason Lives is right in the title. Everything is just, just so you know, this is an actual Friday the 13th movie now. So right. let's let's forget what happened and get back to what made it great in the first place. But, I mean, five had good kills in it, though. I'll say. Oh that. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, but it's it's that. it's basically at that point. It what was the Matt? You guys did a review um, when you were with your friends. That was a movie that was basically just a complete ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth. Was it Bloody Murder? Or? Yeah, Bloody Murder. One and two. Trevor Morehouse. You turn your and, ass into lunch meat. So a new beginning could have just been bloody murder at that point. If it's if it's Jason without Jason, does it deserve the name? Although we talked about the TV series, which was right. Friday the Thirteenth, a whole TV. I think that was the mindset probably with with Paramount was that you know the brand was bigger than Jason, right? And I, I think and the they fans, were right? And the fans were like, nah, <laughs> um, nah dude. right? That's all. I expected you to go much longer on your rant. Oh, sorry. No, I, that, <laughs> that, it's, that was my point. Was they think that, I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, Friday 13th is a mega brand. It's huge. But um, if you if you stick the Friday 13th logo, you go to some, you know, pick a foreign country somewhere. English isn't their native language. Maybe they don't have Netflix, et cetera, right? Like, it, it's they don't have first world problems in these areas where the places I'm talking about. You stick a Friday Thirteenth logo in their face, and then you stick a hockey mask in their face. They're gonna know the hockey mask over Friday Thirteenth's logo. Um, Definitely. I mean, it's a when I met with teams and discussed with the powers that be, it was a discussion that came up, which was through test groups, focus groups, etc. Uh, Jason's hockey mask is at the level of of the, the Mickey Mouse hat with ears. You know, like if you showed the silhouette of the Mickey Mouse Walt Disney and you showed a hockey mask, it's at the same level in terms of brand recognition. That people go, oh, pending yeah. what language they speak, that's Jason fucking Voorhees. It's a really, really I always cool. wish that, that some Bollywood producer had taken on Friday the Thirteenth and done their version of it. Like they they've taken on Spider Man, Superman, and others. Like, <laughs> well, they've got Rambo coming out. Have you seen yep. that? Yeah, they're doing Rambo. <laughs> they're doing Rambo. Oh yeah. I mean, the poster looked actually kind of badass. So I was like, man, maybe. Whoever they got to play Rambo is fucking yoked. Oh, dude, he is jacked. Yeah. Good work, Mister Bollywood man. Right. Um. <laughs> Is anyone else want to make any comments about the movie? We normally rate it, but with five people. Oh, yeah. We're going to do this. Uh, that's a lot of fapping. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fapping. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Wes yeah. is just. Wait, wait, Wes is like, wait, wait, explain, what? <laughs> you need to explain the rating system. Oh, I will. Don't worry. I will. I just didn't want to start talking about it. I thought you were jumping out and trying to bail on the fapping and the rating. No, 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 no. I'm just okay, saying okay. we'll just have to simplify it. Um, but so for Wes and all of our new listeners that hopefully stick around after this, uh, we, we rate every movie on our, our three tiered scale of childdom. I call it, I call it the fap scale and I've gotten to a point now where I just yell, Hey Corey, let's go to the fap cave. <laughs> and then we, uh, so <laughs> soundboards uh, and all. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of knob twisting and it's like, it's like nipples. It's good. Um, <laughs> 
So we do it on zero to five in, in three categories. We do it on the feature, which will consist of your story. Uh, how was the story? Was it original? Was it interesting? Did you like the acting? Uh, then next we'll do uh, the attention, which is going to be your rewatchability. Does uh, Would you purchase it? Would you recommend it to friends? Uh, the last is our panic, scariness. How are the effects? Were you surprised? Were you kept on the edge of your seat? Um, normally we go through each one on each person. There's there's now five of us, so right. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do this. Just take well, it, I mean, man. You Just guys go. are the host. You guys should be. You're yeah, the you official. Guys, this is your scale. Is that I'm just in a bedroom. Well, I mean, internet. we've all seen these films a hundred times yes. easily, and so I think that one's pretty easy, right? Well, and that—that that was my my kind of my question was: Is anyone not going to kind of give this fives across the board in some fashion? Three and six being probably two of the best out of the the, the whole franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, they were the best. For Might me. as well. I think three had a lot of scares, had a lot of tension, so definitely. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if if, and feel free to disagree, but we could just straight up give it five fear boners all day. <laughs> did you see that's gonna be my metal band, Fear Boners? Oh, I did. I did. Fear boners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get to play drums. So, uh, Randy, I don't know. Do you play an instrument? Um, have you ever tried headbanging <laughs> with French your horn? Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> my my first single is going to be Coconut Oil Kill. Ooh. So it's gonna be amazing. Oh. <laughs> I know people. We can make this happen. <laughs> Lubricated for death. <laughs> okay, this is done. We're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, it's totally good. You say fear boners or boner? Fear. fear. Bo- oh, this was before you showed up, oh. so let me give you a quick recap. Uh, <laughs> I asked if male counselors in the games could achieve a fear boner. Oh, gotcha. Just not even surprised. Like, eh. Yeah. Talking so about I, the I took thing. it on as my metal band name. Yep. Why not? It's a good one. Yep. It's a good one. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, terrific. I guess we're done fapping then. So go ahead and close us out. If you uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email the show at pot at gncast.com. Uh, you can leave us a message on our website. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all podcasts here. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Please leave us feedback. And literally have been whining about that for so long and no one ever wants to tell us how bad we are. You're so cute. I know. All subscription <laughs> options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And then you can find our entire network on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Um, Melissa, let's start with you. Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me at horrorgeeklife.com. And you can find us um, under horrorgeeklife.com under Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I think that's it. (laughs) So, yeah, y'all can find us under there. We have a lot of great content, uh, a lot of reviews, news. We cover the horror genre, geek culture, and gaming. So be sure to check us out. And fans of the show will know that we reference horrorgeeklife.com pretty much every week for at least one of our stories. And we appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. We, we appreciate you doing the hard work for us. <laughs> He's Happy also too. a good hugger. I can verify that. Wow, I oh, Wes, I love hugging you. <laughs> I get to hug Randy and Ronnie this weekend. Randy's oh, probably the best coming. hugger, though. Randy's a really good hugger. Can Wes, you are, Wes, are can you, you going to stream this weekend? They were asking um, about who's streaming. They're, I think... Ronnie and Randy, you guys are all going to somewhere in Texas or something. Yeah, famous yep. monsters of Filmland. 
Um, I, yes. I'll be, you know, staying here, you know, putting out the the millions of fires with the Ophonic <laughs> and making sure you know s servers aren't you know imploding and everything else that could be going on. If I when I have the time, I'm going to absolutely jump in and play with people. And uh, primarily on PC during the day is where I'll be playing, uh, and then at night. Uh, also, I'll, I'll have a PS4 I'll be playing at work, and then at night I'm going to sign on anonymously and play on Xbox One because I like to watch people sort of when they don't know that it's me that's there playing because people play differently when they're like, oh, you know, it's one of the guys, you know, like they come running up to you they're like, kill me, you know, and you're like, no, oh, play the game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, f13game.com, uh, check out the site. Uh, if you, if you haven't heard, we're making a Friday 13th game. Um, you can also pre-order it now on Steam. So, you know, it's, it's a quick, uh, search, type in Friday the, and it's probably going to pop up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, pre-order there and then Xbox One and PS4 on May 26th, all of them are dropping. So get ready. Does your beard have a Twitter yet? It should. Yeah, it should. My, he's going to run it. Uh, I guess my beard, but uh, beard I mean, I have a Twitter. It's uh, just at RandyGBK. Oh, I didn't say you had to give up your Twitter. I was asking if your beard. Oh, had. maybe you don't want people to find you personally. That's that's up no, to they you. can find me. That's fine. That's fine. Fine, fine. Wes, how about you? Um, Twitter is at Wes Keltner, super original. Um, <laughs> so there's that. I don't really do the Facebook stuff. Um, and you can pretty much find me. Uh, in the next month or so in either Crystal Lake or asleep. So I'm either going to be in the game playing or trying to sleep. Uh, there's not been much of that since the beta. So that's a, a thing that we're all trying to plan to, to catch up on because <laughs> everyone's pretty tired. Does your mustache have a Twitter? Um, no, it doesn't, it doesn't need that. It's, it's not, <laughs> not much for celebrity. It's not into that, you know? It kind of does its own thing when it wants to. But I do want to say hey to like the entire F13 army. There's uh, everyone hangs out on Discord. Um, you should join the Friday 13th Discord. It's this isn't a channel that we put together. It's the one that fans put together, and we think that's the way it should be. You know, the fans built the films. The fans jumped on Kickstarter and helped us make the game. So the fans run the Discord. Uh, myself and Randy and Ben and several of the Ilphonic guys, um, Harry, who's done, um, he does a lot of the animation work, a lot of the kills, a lot of the gore. He's the one that made all the new dynamic hair system. So all of our females now have dynamic hair when they move, which is awesome. That was Harry. Uh, you'll find him in there. Um, you'll find Dan in there and Dan is lead engineer on the game. So like, you know, all the hard multiple systems that are in the game, his hands like touch those and help build features, et cetera. So you're going to find a lot of the the guys because again we're a small team, we're less than 30 total. So you'll find us hanging out in that Discord um, pretty much every single day. Somebody's in there hanging out. So um, hats off to um, the guys that put all that together. As Rain Skull and they got a bunch of different. That's one of the guys that that put it together, as well as um, several others that are mods there. I see Jen the Strange is in the chat tonight. I think she helps over there in mods. Um, so yeah, it's a cool community of, uh, hardcore Friday 13th fans, both from films and just people who love video games. So that's a place that you can find me sort of lurking around as well from time to time. Um, 
but it's a cool community and I'm I'm humbled to that to see all these people sort of come together in a positive way and they hang out in a room and no one's like being a dick, which is like super, super rare on the internet. So like, <laughs> that's cool. If someone, <laughs> if someone in the chat has the uh, the the ad link for Discord, if you could send for it, sure. I can put it. Ooh, in yeah, the, drop it. Yeah, I can put it in the show notes then. Who? That's probably Jen can probably get that. I think I saw her in the chat. So, Jen, grab that URL and drop it in. Yeah, you're you're on the fucking clock right now, Jen. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about anything else until you acknowledge this. Make it work. Awkward silence. Oh, she said she oh, tried. I think. Yeah. Oh, because YouTube won't let you post in. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll get it to you somehow, some way. Yeah. Twitter at Twitter. Twitter that shit at someone. Or, or, or there's that. Yeah. Um, Corey, where can people find you? I think Wes is done. Uh, you can find comics I help publish at donutscomics.com. You can also follow my wife, who's a pretty amazing horror slash lowbrow artist on Instagram, uh, which is filling up like crazy with the stuff that she's doing. She is at hag underscore attack, uh, and her stuff has been blowing up. Terrific. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. That's uh, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the podcast. Here. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone in the chat for hanging out. This has been really fucking cool. Randy, Wes, Melissa, thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been fun. We'll do again. this again, and maybe Randy won't just plague the conversation with his beard. Next time, we should invite four more people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys got anyone else you want to add into this <laughs> thing? And we need to bring Dustin Diamond. Uh, we tried. Him. He went and replied to us for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's like upset that we just make fun of him? With love, though, I do it with love. Nothing but love. Awesome. Well, thank you again, and we will talk to you guys next week. The Sci-Fi Survival Guide is a podcast like you've never heard before. It is part of the Galactic Netcasts, but that is where the similarities end. It's a sort of audio feast, a theatre of the mind. You can find out more by going to www gncasts.com slash survive Maybe you will find out how to survive a nuclear explosion or maybe when the hordes of zombies come knocking at your door Each month we will take a popular science fiction scenario and I will tell you how to survive Be prepared at gncasts.com slash survive Next week on the Podcast of Terror Next week we're going to be talking about uh, t- uh, two films we're going to do a twofer uh, we're going to talk about a horror short called The Audition by our future guest Anthony uh, Anthony Rouse, I hope I didn't just butcher his last name. Uh, we'll be briefly touching on that without any spoilers because it does not come out until the end of June. So we did want to be a dick. And then we're going to go ahead and spoil the fuck out of the void. Because we're willing to be a dick if it's, you know, available to us. For all the right reasons. 
So that is going to do it. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Podcast of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. And skate. Yeah. Stay scared, everybody. Stay scabies, everybody. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. <laughs>